The Pennsylvania GOP says a word commonly used in our area is profane. In a Wednesday tweet, the party cited Lieutenant Governor Candidate John Fetterman's rise, including selling T-shirts that had a profanity, what they call a profanity-laced attack on President Trump. The shirt reads, Trump is a jagoff. That might lose them votes. That even their base is gonna is gonna go. Hey, uh, guys, uh, Jagoff isn't. You want to hear a swear word? I got one for you. Here's the shirt I wore to the the Hillary shirt I wore to the last <laughs> GOP yeah. convention. These are some swear words. Listen, if Stone Cold Steve Pittsburgh wants to to use that on a shirt, I think he should be allowed. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. My mic? Yeah. Yeah, my mic works. Start talking there, pal. <laughs> it is the DVE morning show. Randy's getting his mic turned on. No idea. Things are not working in the studio at the moment. He's popping over to a different mic. I'm going to do this play-by-play style. Yeah, that's good. He's... Uh, you got me over here? He's getting situated. More? He's on. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. All you needed to do was not sit at the main <laughs> console in the studio. We're all cylinders now. Uh, <laughs> Val not here. Mike not here. Bill and I uh, left with uh, our producer, Joe, a little in the lurch this morning. None yep. the worse for wear on a beautiful May morning. It is gorgeous outside. Yeah. Let's take a look at the weather from Channel 11. Center 11. Yeah, right now it is, I don't know, what do you think, about 70? It's really nice out. Sure. Yeah, all right. That sounds good enough. I'm Val Porter. Meghan Markle is officially a member of the British royal family. The actress married Prince Harry over the weekend at St. George's Chapel in Windsor, England. Around 600 people attended the ceremony, and nearly 50 million people watched it on television. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are now Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Duke and Duchess? Duke and Duchess, Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Try to say think, that five times fast. Who do you could, think you are? The Duke and Duchess of Sussex. <laughs> Meghan Markle's nephew said uh, he brought a knife to London because President Trump said the city was dangerous. Tyler Dooley, a 25-year-old marijuana grower, was stopped by bouncers at a club hours after the royal wedding. After the royal wedding Saturday, he told them he had a four-inch blade on him that he brought from the U.S. because Trump had said London was like a war zone. The police took the knife. No arrests were made. We're living in the stupidest time ever. The dumbest. Uh, and the NYPD is reporting investigating celebrity chef Mario Batali for sexual misconduct. CBS's 60 Minutes reported the, that police in New York have confirmed... The active investigation Sunday's episode also featured a woman who accuses Batali of possibly drugging and sexually assaulting her in 2005. She never filed a police report, even though she went to the hospital for an examination. Batali issued a statement saying he vehemently denies sexually assaulting the woman. That's major. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was on 60 Minutes. I didn't see that. Prince's uh, personal items are up for auction. Once again, an auction of Prince's personal items exceeding expectations. Fans of the musician turned out at the Hard Rock Cafe in New York City on Friday and came ready to spend. Prince's custom-made yellow cloud guitar estimated to go for up to $80,000. 
ended up selling for, take a guess, went a little higher, Bill. 100000 Whoa. $225,000. His electric blue long sleeve turtleneck and matching pants sold for $108,000. The seven-time Grammy winner died more than two years ago of an accidental overdose of fentanyl. Gotta have the matching pants. I mean, if you buy one thing, you have to get the other. Yeah, what's the point? If you don't have the matching pants, you just you have an incomplete set. Elton John's one of the lucky few invited to the marriage ceremony of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle in Windsor, England. The Rock and Roll Hall of Famer was also asked to perform at the Royal Couple's reception on Saturday. Kensington Palace announced John performed your song, Tiny Dancer and Circle of Life. John was a close friend of the prince's late mother, Princess Diana, and performed Candle in the Wind with revised lyrics at her funeral in 97. Hopefully, he didn't play that version. <laughs> and the marriage would have been a little awkward. Yeah, real awkward. The members of uh, U2 celebrating two major wins at the 2018 Billboard Music Awards handed out in Las Vegas. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame foursome scored wins in the top touring artist and top rock tour categories connected to their current Experience and Innocence tour. In both categories, they beat out tough competition that included Coldplay and Guns N' Roses, among others. The Irish band's award-winning North American trek continues tomorrow in Chicago and runs through July 3rd in Connecticut. Uh, this was a weird story. The Dave Matthews Band commenting now on sexual harassment allegations against former violinist Boyd Tinsley. Yeah, you were reading some of this stuff to us on Friday after the show. Very strange. Oof. James Frost Wynn, a former bandmate of Tinsley's side project band Crystal Garden, filed a lawsuit last week accusing Tinsley of multiple sexual predatory harassment from 2015, April 2015, through August 2016. A representative of the Dave Matthews Band said the group is shocked by the allegations, which they were not previously aware of. Tinsley has denied the allegations and said he will fight to clear his name. It's uh, They're really weird. Super graphic weird. And yeah. just... He was like tuning his guitar without the bow. Yeah, uh, his, his violin. I mean, his violin. Right. Yeah, he was going at it, mm -hmm. but it was very strange because it sounded like it started off with him like busting the other guy's chops a little bit, like, "Hey, here's some tickets for you. Hey, you might owe me a." <laughs> and the guy's like, "Ha ha! Wait, <laughs> that's hilarious. Why do you keep saying that over and over? Wait a minute, what are you doing over there? That's not rosining up your bow." In Ohio, that authorities was a much say, better. Rosening up your bow is a way better description. It's six oh whatever. Uh, authorities say an Ohio man called the police after being followed by a pig. Did you see this story? Initially, when officers received when the officers received a call, they thought the man was drunk. Of course, they'd think he's drunk. He called and said, "I'm being followed by a pig." So they went to pick him up. However, upon arriving, officers found the man was totally sober, and did in fact. Find a pig stalking him. <laughs> the man was reportedly walking home from an Amtrak station when the pig decided to follow him. Police loaded the pig into the cruiser, took the animal to the police station, where it was later picked up by its owner. It's unclear if the police cited the owner for the loose pig. Can you get cited for a loose pig? I think you can. And finally, President Trump is welcoming First Lady Melanie Trump back home from the hospital. Yes, he misspelled her name on Twitter. In a tweet, he spelled Melania's name. Melanie, the first lady, returned to the White House this weekend after a kidney surgery. Uh, the tweet was quickly deleted, and the following tweet without a typo of the first lady's name was put out. Great to have our incredible first lady back home in the White House. 
Melania is feeling and doing really well. Thank you for all your prayers and best wishes. London is a war zone. Make sure you take a knife. <laughs> We've all been there, right? Yeah. We've all mis- <clears throat> mis- uh, misspelled our third wife's name. You know, speaking of that royal wedding, Sally Wiggins is going to call us a little bit later on this morning and let us know the deal. Uh, she is a uh, an ardent uh, follower of the royal family. She's a royal fan. She's a royal fan indeed. So she's going to give us her... Play by play, I don't know her uh, review of the royal wedding. I did not get up and watch. I saw some pictures on the internet, and that's about the extent of it. I'm glad people had fun with it. I don't, you know, something other than the possible destruction of the world occupying everybody's time on social media for a little while is not something I would get mad about. No, I don't want to. I don't care about it. Right. But I'm glad that people found something to bond over that didn't involve the incarceration, death and destruction, genocide or anything like that of a certain people or uh, nation. So my I think my mom took it way too far. How so? Because we had people over for for Serena's birthday, my family, and um, and she showed up early and she came to Serena, sat her down and was like, listen, your house looks amazing. I'm sure this is going to be a wonderful party, but I have to leave early because I have a wedding tomorrow. And we were like, oh, who whose wedding? She's like, the royal wedding. I'm waking up. Like, she made it like she was going to yeah, the wedding. Right. But she was like, no, I have to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning or whenever the hell it started. That she was watching it in real time. I was like, okay, you, stop telling people you have a wedding to go to tomorrow. <laughs> you don't have a wedding. Yeah, a lot of people did parties. There were There were a whole bunch of them throughout town. It's incredible. Yeah, if you looked on social media, I'm sure you saw some of your friends were uh, wearing tiaras and drinking mimosas at 5 o'clock in the morning. Very strange. Uh, but Sally Wigan will talk about that. She actually told me a lot about that Meghan Markle. Uh, that That's such a Pittsburgh. That Meghan Markle. You hear about that Meghan Markle. She told me a lot about her. I didn't know any. She's, she's good. She's smart. She's real smart. Jason Mackey, 815, will talk about Flyer. Marc-Andre Fleury has led the Las Vegas Golden Knights to the promised land. They are four wins away from his third consecutive Stanley Cup. How about that? A bunch of castaways. It's the best story. Able to come together and uh, ride the wave all the way to the Stanley Cup final as they defeat Winnipeg yesterday 2-1 to one and take the series 4-1. to one. They did it in five games. Dude, they were 12-3 and three to get to the final. Crazy. Now who will they face? Will Ovi be able to uh, lead his squad to a comeback? They're down 3-2 to Tampa Bay right now. I believe game six is tonight. Yeah. Uh, so Jason Mackey, who had been in Vegas with the team and hanging out with Flower, he'll join us at 8.15 this morning. Good stuff. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I can't see what we have loaded up and what's ready to go, but we're firing a tune. When uh, Pursuit is out, so I'm doing sports, too. You are? Yeah. But will, Katie you sit o- in, will you sit in Mike's seat when you have to do sports? Yeah, I'm going to chew. <laughs> and yell about USA hockey and how bad Michigan sucks in between two. I really like to get into the role. KDO from Big 1047 will be in filling in for Val a little bit later on this morning. It's the DVE morning show. DVE Sports. All right. We uh, we got Val is off today. Mike Pursuta is off today. So doing double duty over here, Bill. The, doing triple duty. The big news, of course. Of course. In the NHL. The Las Vegas Golden Knights punched their ticket to the Stanley Cup, defeating the Winnipeg Jets yesterday, 2-1 to one in Game 5. 
They take the series four to one, as you pointed out, twelve and three thus far in the playoffs. They have been simply dominating en route to the Stanley Cup final. Just diced and sliced their way through the West. And uh, as luck would have it for Penguins fans who are bummed out about the Penguins not making the finals, there are plenty of Penguin connections that you could continue to root for with the Golden Knights. X-Pen stealing the spotlight. Of course, Ryan Reeves got the game-winning goal. How about that? It's just unbelievable. Can't make it up. How did GMJR let go of this juggernaut? <laughs> he scored the uh, game-winning goal 13-21 in the second period. That was his first of the playoffs. Uh, more importantly, though, well, not more importantly, Pretty big but one. Flower, more regularly, uh, uh, the stalwart, stopping 31 of 32 shots yesterday. The one he let by was an absolute rocket. Stood on his head. Once again, he is the star of the show, and he is in prime position to bring home a Conn Smythe should they go on to win. So happy for him. In the Eastern Conference, the final uh, uh, Washington and Tampa facing off Game 6 tonight in D.C. Tampa won Game 5 Saturday night, 3-2. to two. I don't know if you saw that game. Man, that was super exciting. I, di- I didn't. I missed that one. Uh, very exciting uh, finish, 3-2. to two, Their third consecutive victory after going down 0-2 to start the series. Wouldn't it be great if 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 the Caps dropped four in a row? Eight o'clock tonight, the puck drops. It would be nice. Now, should the Lightning advance, either Kunitz or Flurry will win their third consecutive Stanley Cup. So there, there's plenty to root for there. Kunitz will get his fifth. Flurry will get his fourth. Crazy. That's my best case scenario. Tampa but, and Vegas. Uh, yeah, I think you're probably going to see that too. I mean, uh. It would be nice, though, to see Flower rob Ovechkin. It would give you more of that 80s dynamic of defeating the Ruskies once again. <laughs> yeah. Even though it would be a Canadian doing it. Flower is ours. You know, we've adopted them. Uh, the Pirates with a tough weekend. They blew it yesterday. They lose to the Padres 8-5. to five. They dropped 3 out of 4 against the Padres and dropped their record to 26-20. and 20. That takes them from 1st to 4th in the NL Central, which is a tightly contested uh, um Conference, anyways, so uh, um, or division rather. Austin Meadows had his first career major, major league home run yesterday, a 420 foot shot to right center, which put the Pirates within one run of the bottom in the bottom of the six, rather. Uh, spoiled though by a horrific effort by Felipe Vasquez. Oh, that ninth inning, Whew. yeah, meltdown for the ages. Trevor Williams was stuck with a no decision. He had uh, six innings, struck out five, allowed four runs on four hits. Vasquez, uh, as we previously mentioned, gets the loss. He allows four runs on four hits. Three of them earned. Didn't record an out in his ninth inning. That's one where you you wish you could go into the locker room and face the press in your old name. <laughs> Put on your other jersey and just hope nobody <laughs> right. notices. I'm not Walk Vasquez. out in disguise. I'm Rivera. Who is this Vasquez you speak of? Pirates are off today. They head to Cincinnati for a three-game series against the lowly Reds before returning home. For six games versus the Cardinals and the Cubs uh, yesterday, Sunday, pretty nice afternoon, 17,000 at the ballpark. Not great. Less than half full. Not great. Less than half full. Don't you wish, though, like if you were a foreign player, like if you're Latin or if you're Russian or anything, Mm -hmm. like in hockey, if you have a horrible game, wouldn't you just want to pretend like you didn't know English again? Oh, yeah. And just be like, oh, 
<laughs> what what did you say? Are you mumbling or are you speaking a different language? No, I'm, I'm speaking a different <laughs> Mumble language. in a different language. <laughs> yeah. That would be the really the way to go. <laughs> what you are you doing? Did Bruce come out today? Well, that's what I always I'm wondered. Sorry, what did you say? <laughs> Gino in his early days when he would speak to George, you know, when he had it as interpreter, if he was just like, you know, in Russian saying like, just tell him some crap. I'm tired. <laughs> Uh, about the Honda. What did you say? <laughs> it sounded like you said shit about a Honda. Uh, no, shit about a Honda. Jamison Tyon takes the mound for the Pirates uh, versus Matt Harvey in the series opener today. First pitch slated for 7.05. Chad Cool and Homer Bailey will start Wednesday. Ivan Nova will start for the Buccos Thursday in a TBD on the Red Starter there. And horse racing. I, 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 I put a little bet on the, uh, on the Preakness. You threw some cash down threw, on the horses. Yeah, I was yelling and screaming at the TV for about half the race, and then I tore up my ticket. I had one five seven boxed. No bueno. Justify wins. I don't know what that means. I had the one horse, the five horse, and the seven horse. And you boxed them. So any win, place, or show combination of those, and I would have won. Uh, Justify won the Preakness, and now we'll compete for the Triple Crown at Belmont. This Saturday, well, not this Saturday, I'm sorry, June 9th in Belmont, New York. There'd be a little bit to a- much of, to ask of the horses to turn around and do it again this weekend. It was a, it was a mutter yeah, performance. It was, a, it was a slop. That's right. Slop track. Trainer Bob Effort can become the first trainer in history with two Triple Crown winners in less than five years. American Pharaoh in 2015. That was him. He was American Pharaoh. So what's American Pharaoh up to now? He's just getting paid... Hundreds of thousands of dollars for every his... time he climaxes, his owner makes two hundred thousand dollars. Beautiful, pretty amazing. And is it that he can't like mount a filly? His legs are too thin, right? I don't, I don't know. He just gets ready, and then some guy comes in with a lawnmower bag, or what happens? <laughs> I don't know. I think they lower him down on a harness, <laughs> like from yeah. a, from a crane. Yeah. And that's how I think that's how uh, softer landing. Yeah, that's how President Trump does it too. <laughs> <laughs> Lenny Kravitz, DVE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the DVE Morning Show victory. We got yes. the mic working through ingenuity. Joe Rowe, producer extraordinaire. Is that what we're calling him now? Well, that's what I KDO like. It. Call them, yeah. Joe Rowe, that or uh, Joe Rock, which that's, that's no, no, that sounds like a rockhead. You don't want that. No, you don't want that at all. Right, but uh, Joe Rakiki, our producer, uh, running around making it happen this morning. Uh, or from, Aston Reese, we just call him. That's fine too. Mm-hmm. Isn't it funny? As Zach Aston Reese, there were a couple of penguins that sounded like '90s, like uh, like Saturday morning sitcomy kind of character. Like they sound like they were Saved by the Bell offshoot characters, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Starring Zach Aston Reese. Uh, KDO from Big 1047 is going to fill in for Val with news a little bit later on this morning. And also, we're going to be talking with Sally Wigan about the royal wedding. KDO, did you get up and watch the royal wedding? No. Not a big fan? No. No? I mean, I like the history, but I don't sure. care about the wedding. Yeah, well, and it was at 5 o'clock in the morning, too. I went to bed at like 3.30, so. Right. Tough so to... you uh, just missed it. <laughs> just missed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you could have pulled the all-nighter. I took a nap. From Meghan Markle. There was, you know, a wonderful seven hours of coverage, I think. I want to know. We'll go through I it. can't make fun of those people. I watch, like, uh, on the day of the Super Bowl, I watch five hours of football coverage. Yeah, that's for a lot of uh, ladies. That's their Super Bowl. They love that kind of stuff. A royal wedding, they only come around, uh, you know, once every so often. In Prince Charles' case, you know, twice every 30 years. Mm-hmm. 
But the this hairy guy, he's this uh, hairy guy. Let me tell you. What about him? This hairy fella. He's. Uh, what, 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 what? I thought for sure he was the son of the horse trainer because he looks like Princess Diana's horse trainer, and who was a good looking guy because Prince Charles looks like. Yeah. Uh, you know, it looked a like car driving down the road with both doors open. Right. Looks like he was like. Uh, I don't even know what that means. He has huge ears. <laughs> He's, genetically, he looks like he was kind of uh, shaken up a bit. You know what I yeah. mean? That's a nice way to put it. Yeah, I didn't know how else to put it. He but. looks like he has that that character from Harry Potter, Dobby, somewhere in his lineage. Right. But like Harry, handsy, uh, handsome fella. You know? He's a good looking guy. Right. And then uh, Meghan Markle, who's half black, brought her... Half black. Brought her... <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Brought her preacher. Or her priest, or whoever it, that guy it was. It was BYOP? It was. You didn't, I didn't know, that? know that? Yeah, that's no, how I, they do it over there. Oh, wow. Yeah. They don't supply it for you. So I thought it, they would. But you it, know, they're royals. There is a... Yeah, the, the church just kind of comes with them. Yeah. Apparently... He uh, he fired up the crowd, and uh, they're not used to emotion like that in the Church of England. No, 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 not known for their emotion. Those those English. No, people. so I guess that's the one part that I would have wanted to have seen. I guess the royal family was taken aback a bit by the emotion of it all. How did he fire up the crowd? Well, he was like uh, emotive. He was like up there being very demonstrative and whatnot. Oh. And uh, you know, they're not used to having their 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 uh, internal fires stoked. Quite like that, you know right. what I mean? He got them to start chanting, Flurry, Murray. That's right. Was, and it, then, was yeah. it Joel Osteen? <laughs> it was not. <laughs> okay. No, this was uh, uh, a guy from Chicago who was uh, fiery, which sounds like- uh, Fiery? Fire and brimstone. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody good. is going to die. Well, he was like, you know, I, I think he was Episcopalian, the priest. I don't know. Sally was telling me about He's it yesterday. Italian? I called uh, Sally Wigan and I said- can you tell us about the uh, royal wedding? And she said, oh, 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 and went on a 25-minute rant, and I just put it on speaker. I put uh-huh. my phone on speaker, and I did the dishes. And she <laughs> and she just kept talking and talking and talking, so she's going to fill us in on that, and that was her favorite part. Uh, also, Jason Mackey. You're, the, you're the, the dishes of Sussex. I am. The Duke and Duchess of Sussex. I'm telling you, that they got the hardest title to pronounce If ever. you have a Yinzer accent, for sure. Duke and Duchess. <laughs> There's some curse words that you could easily slip yeah. in there. Duke and Duchess of, du- Duke and Duchess of Sussex. There's a couple yeah. in there. Yeah, well, so be careful. Don't yeah. get uh, Jenny slated this morning. All right, Jason Mackey, 815, is going to talk about Flurry's return to the Stanley Cup final. It's the DVE morning show. And uh, on the way for you, uh, a little bit later on, uh, Pittsburgh's favorite son, Michael Keaton. Gave a commencement ceremony speech to his alma mater, Kent State, and it was something special. But he has a lisp now. It's a little disconcerting. I don't know what's going on. I I think he had some dental work done. Yeah, maybe his retainer was maybe just a bit too big. But he didn't address it at all, so it was a little. It's a little distracting to put it mildly. But he said some great stuff. Uh, also, I didn't know he was a Kent alum. Yeah, Golden Flashes. That's right. Who spoke? Oh, you didn't uh, do a graduation ceremony, did you? Uh-uh. Katie O, did you have a, a speaker graduate. at your graduation? Yeah, some alumni. I don't no know. No big deal? No. I had Mr. Rogers when I was at Penn State. What? Really? When I graduated from Penn State, Mr. Rogers spoke. It was really cool. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it was did like- Did he have a lisp? He didn't. 
He did not lisp his way. Do not besmirch the good name of Fred Rogers in this room, my I friend. Just, I was inquiring. Don't you? How dare you? All right. I normally like mashups. I'm always kind of like, uh, whatever. When people are like, check it out. The same BPMs. We can put these two songs together. But this one, I think, solved a question for us. All right, sure. Cool in the gang. Celebration. Who's on tour now? Just as cool in a guy. Yeah, the gang. What? Van Halen. You can seamlessly put Van Halen into anything, I think. Who did this? I have no idea. It's pretty cool. I like it. That's a little clunky. The running with the devil part's a little clunky. The intentions are good, though. Yeah, it's not bad. You can put... Van Halen into anything. I'm convinced. Did you ever see the Foo Fighters video where they put it in? Uh, they put Jump in the middle of... Oh, jeez. What was the song they put it in, the, uh, Joe? Do you remember? It was like a viral video for a while. Oh, it was Imagine. That's what it was. Like they would put the words for Jump into the song Imagine. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it fit? Yeah, it fit like perfectly. Hold on, someone has it up here. Can't you see what I mean? Can't you see what I mean? Might as well jump. Go ahead and jump. So I think you can put Van Halen lyrics into any song. It's worth investigating. We're two Here, for two, so. <laughs> Here's one thing that wouldn't fly. Hmm. David Lee Roth, if he was actually in Cool, cool and the Gang, would not, it, they wouldn't be okay with him jumping around by himself. They did it all together as a group. But it explains why Cool and the Gang opened for Van Halen on that tour. It does. Why, because nobody could figure out why the hell Van Halen was like, we're going back out on tour with David Lee Roth for the first time in 30 years. People have been asking for this. Who should we get to open? Cool in the gang. Let's get the band that everybody remembers for being the number one wedding band in America. They were like, we, we, the gang broke up, guys. We, we have a guy. <laughs> Do you think they used that at Meghan Markle and Harry's wedding? I believe so. Okay. That's what, uh, I think El- that was their first dance. Elton okay. John played Candle in the Wind to, with the lyrics from Running with the Devil. <laughs> DVE. There's Center 11. KDO, take it. First of all, thanks for coming in. You're yeah, welcome. Thank you. Bright yeah. and early. I know you have a lot of work to do today and right. a lot of country music to spin later in the afternoon. Oh, sure. So thanks for being here for uh, for us to fill in for Val. No problem. Because we've pissed off everybody else. It so, hasn't happened to me yet. I so. know. It's down to you. It's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. No, we're good some so time. far. Yeah. Uh, all right. Good deal. There's well, a new... Should I just go? Go for yeah. it. There's a new number one film at North America's box offices. Deadpool 2 opened this weekend with $125 million in ticket sales in the U.S. and Canada. Wow. Avengers Infinity War came in second, earning nearly $21 bucks. The Disney Marvel picture is now the fourth highest grossing movie in world history with nearly $2 billion. So I didn't see it. I heard it was great, Deadpool 2. Josh Brolin is in both of those movies as yep. the villain, which is a pretty bo- remarkable achievement. Um, Deadpool is not one that you take the kids to, though. No. No. So those are two totally different movies in that regard. But the other one is, right? I mean, Infinity War is for the kids. I think so. I haven't seen it yet. I want to. I I think they advise you to take your three-year-olds, yeah. If they can walk, (laughs) you should take them. Two is even better. 
I always wonder that uh, <laughs> if if you have super young kids that mm -hmm. they shouldn't uh, uh, offer earplugs to you when you're going in because I think theaters are inordinately loud now. Yeah. In order to cash in on all these cool sound effects and stereo like surround sound systems they have installed, mm -hmm. the they Dolby. crank they blow it the out. noise. Yeah. And if you take a little kid in there whose ears are still developing, I mean, it's probably harmful. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm sounding like, you know, uh, a, a killjoy, but I'm just saying. No, you're sounding like somebody who's responsible <laughs> and something that has never even crossed my mind. Did you take your girls to the As movies? Parent, and they were no. No. I mean, not that, not those not kinds of movies. Yeah. Um, but we we did see Star Wars when it came out. Yeah, I mean, and that was pretty loud. Probably should have had some earplugs. But I don't think it's that big of a deal in the movie theaters. The thing that bothers me is like coming up, the Three Rivers Arts Festival is going to be going on down at the point, and I always see people with babies bouncing them in front of the speakers, like enjoying the band. Yeah, that's no good. Like. You gotta, you gotta be a hundred yards back from the speakers if you got a baby. Charlotte, our meetup point is at the subwoofer. Okay, it's actually <laughs> inside the subwoofer. If you, if you get lost, exactly. We're actually gonna, we're gonna hold it. We're just gonna, <laughs> we're support gonna it. hold it. Oh man, that just drives me crazy. But the, and it does look uh, kind of cool when people have babies that have big headphones on. I think that uh, you know you should embrace the look. Looks like you have a baby DJ. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Bring them in airports, just on the plane with, right. you know, oh, wireless. God. Yeah. Can you imagine just for one second how annoying of a DJ a baby would be? They played the same song seven thousand times in <laughs> well, a row. DJ Khaled's son is like producing the. Oh yeah, that's right. All these award shows left and right. Assad, is he a baby? He is an infant. He, he is a baby. He yeah. produced. I'm pretty sure he produced the iHeartRadio Music Awards. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good to know that <laughs> babies are able to do that kind of thing now. now uh, well, that's nowadays. why there's so many repetitions of the song. That makes perfect sense yeah, to me. Yeah, they play a lot. Over mm -hmm. and over and over. Again. 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 I like this one again. All right, so Infinity Wars uh, got war. I Pittsburghed it up. Got knocked off by what about, Deadpool. What about Deadpool's? Everyone's saying that Domino, the character in Deadpool, is like stealing the show in this one, who she played uh, Donald Glover's girlfriend in the TV show Atlanta. And I can't remember her name, but she is a fantastic actress. I, I love I Deadpool, the first one. I like the first one a lot. So yeah. funny. I just, I really enjoyed it. I didn't know anything about the comic book, and it seemed to me like it was, like if I hadn't known it had already existed, I would have thought they just did that for Ryan Reynolds. Because it just seems like a Ryan Reynolds character to me. True. Yeah. And everybody's like, no, that's actually Deadpool. That's what he's like. I'll take your word for it, but it, it's a perfect fit for Ryan Reynolds. All right. Van Wilder took a dark turn. <laughs> What's next? An actress who appeared on the stage and screen for 80 years has died. The Hollywood Reporter says Patricia Morrison passed away yesterday at her home in Los Angeles from natural causes. She was 103 years old. The oh, New York Val native, would hate that. I'm sorry, Val. The New York native is best known for originating the lead role in the first version of The King and I after Gertrude Lawrence died of cancer just months into production. Sad. Very sad. 103 years old. She was also in Kiss Me, Kate, I read yesterday. I don't know what that is. What, what is it? I don't know. But I she, love The King and I. That's you, great. Yeah, yeah, Yule Brenner. What a badass. I heard, I heard somebody recently talking about having seen The King and I with Yule Brenner when they were a kid, and it like changed their life. I bet. I don't know what it's I've about. I've never seen The King and I. All I know about The King and I is that's what Heinz Ward looked like he was dressed up to be when he was on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, my God. <laughs> he looked like Yul Brenner in The King and I. It's a good reference. Yeah. It's pretty good.
Dude, that was one of the all-time greatest Pittsburgh moments. It let you know exactly how far we're willing to go with our Steelers fanaticism. Heinz Ward was dancing, and they sold out Stage AE for a viewing party. Wait, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like actually in the closing of our show, there's a little clip from that night of this guy who's super drunk, and he's like, Pittsburgh all day, baby! Like, screaming drunk watching Heinz Ward dance. I mean, I'm sure the ratings out of this market were sky high for that show. Nobody gave Heinz a chance to win that (laughs) that disco ball trophy. It is true. He fared better than A.B., right? A.B. didn't uh, didn't last that long. Heinz worked his tail off. He won the whole thing. Yeah, he won, right? Yeah. God, I forgot that he won. won I knew he was in the finals. He won. Heinz won the disco ball trophy. It wasn't it didn't matter what what show he was on. Pittsburgh just wants to win so badly that they will they'll get behind any. Oh yeah. Well that's why Yeah, that's why Flurry being in the final is a win for Pittsburgh. Yeah. You know, like Penguin fans will still claim him. Gabby Barrett on American Idol last night. We'll get to her in just a moment. Uh, that's a you know, that's another Pittsburgh win. Pittsburgh story, Pittsburgh win. We're gonna hang a banner. For Gabby? In every stadium that we have. <laughs> An American Idol banner. 2018. They should they should always pay tribute to Heinz's dancing award on the Jumbotron during Steeler games. And there should be like a gif of him like scurrying back Doing and forth the Fox like the trot. king and I. Yeah. Is it gif or is it jif? Well, it depends. They're supposed to be jif, but nobody says jif. So- I started with gif. So I'm just going to continue on that path. Consistent. I like it. Yeah. The guy who invented it said it's supposed to be jif. Who okay? His guy. name for sure is Jeff J E O. No, it's definitely G E O. Yeah, yeah. G E O. Sorry, um, but he um, he said it's supposed to be pronounced that way. Everybody pronounces it GIF. I say it, GIF. Yeah, it's like Connor Sheary coming out three years yeah. later and be like, it's actually Sherry. It's like too late. <laughs> Everybody's calling you Sherry. We have decided. He started stinking once we changed his name. They should have. And his nickname is Shears. Why is your nickname Shears? It should be Shears. Shears. Make up your mind, Connor. What's next, Katie? John Legend is officially a father of two. The singer's wife, Chrissy Teigen, opened up about the birth of the couple's son on Instagram over the weekend and shared a photo of the newborn. She also revealed his name, Miles Theodore Stevens. Ooh, Miles Theodore. Good jazz name. That's true. Miles Theodore Stevens. John Legend's cool. Oh, yeah. Very cool. So wait, his last name isn't Legend? (laughs) Apparently, some of these celebrities just make up names. It's not their real name. so weird. Crazy. So Sting, <laughs> the baby's name's not Sting. <laughs> KDL from uh, Big uh, 104.7, filling in for Val with your news this morning. Do you have one more for us? I do. Do one more. 25% of Americans in a new survey said they spend 21 to 24 hours a day indoors, but that's actually true for way more than 25% of us. Previous studies have shown the average person spends about 90% of their life inside. Easily. Yeah, going outside is becoming a, a real hassle that you can avoid. <laughs> outside is the best. I know, but a lot of people don't like it. I know. <laughs> I love outside, but right now it's tough to be outside because of like all the pollen in the air. And I was doing a bunch of yard work yesterday, and I was just sneezing like all over my yard. People are like, hey, what's up? I'm like waving hi to my neighbors. Happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's good for the grass. For sure. Yeah. 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 You're fertilizing your your yard. No, but I like I've always tried to stay outdoors. I know how important it is to be outdoors. Uh, you know, 
Uh, like I would always take my dogs on long walks. I'd go on like adventures with the dog. I would make something out of it during the work week so that I was outdoors. And um, I bought a bike a year ago to get back into biking. And all my friends made fun of me and called me Outdoor Randy. So now I have a complex about going No, out they heckled you off your bike. They That shouldn't have worked. You got to keep They're biking. Like, oh, look Stand at, for something. Look at Outdoor Randy just riding his bike around. Hey. By the way, my kids call you Outdoor Randy. I know. <laughs> well, what, would you rather be Indoor Randy? Yeah. yeah, that's what I said. I'm like, whatever, Barstool Beef, you, you know. <laughs> Sorry. that uh... Indoor Randy, you just sound like yeah. you're just catatonic like in a corner somewhere. Right. But yesterday was beautiful, and I was working so much, and then I realized, I'm like, I got to get outside and do some yard work or something. I, can't, I hate being inside all day. But 90% of your time, I mean, think about that. That's a lot of your time. That's pretty. I, I don't like that. That's well, weird. If you work outside, if you don't work outside, it's really tough to make time to get out there. That's why, like, this is a really cool time to be uh, down in Market Square once, you know, it stops raining and we're in full summer mode because everybody piles out of their offices and they're just people eating lunch, leaning up against a wall, you know, like, know. oh, I'm just so <laughs> glad to be outside. I know. It's like some weird musical where everybody just filters out into this square. I, I was down there twirling on, around. I was down there Friday. It was jammed, I jammed, yeah. packed in Market Square. Yeah, driving down there in the in this time of year, everyone's just there's no such thing as a sidewalk. Everyone's just everywhere. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the actress from uh, the TV show Atlanta that plays Domino, Zazie Beats, is her name. Thanks to Joe on that one. Katie from one hundred four seven, filling in for Val with your news this morning. Uh, on the way for you, Sally Wigan will tell you about the the royal wedding. I didn't watch the royal wedding. People really enjoyed it. I have nothing snarky to really say about it. Because I was happy to see people enjoying something that didn't involve, uh, I don't know, war uh, or, you know, some mm -hmm. horrible tragedy. Like, everybody was online for one thing. Fighting. And it was innocuous. And it was harmless. And it ostensibly will actually do some good things in the future. Because apparently Meghan Markle, now the Duchess of Sussex. Say so that's six times real fast. She's like a international politics major from Northwestern. She's like super smart. And uh, she's planning on doing, like, uh, a lot of work, uh, like uh, humanitarian stuff. So that's good. That's awesome. Using the office for some good. That fits right in with Harry, because Harry's been doing that, sort of, you know, to honor his mom for the yeah. last 20 right. years. So she can't go act again, right? She's done. I don't think that's, no. no you way. can't be a princess and act. I don't think the queen is cool with that. The queen's not cool with her being half black either, but she has no say in that. Right. There's no doubt that She's that gotta stop being half black. Can't be <laughs> past this point, right? I don't, I don't think it works that way. The, no. There was a picture online of her as a like a 15 year old. Yeah, outside the, the palace. She was outside the that palace. Was, that like, was on, pretty cool. That's so cool. Very cool. 22 years later, she's like, I own this bitch. Somebody replied, "I'm going to go sit outside whoever's house. <laughs> right. Insert yeah, random celebrity yeah, it here. Just doesn't. Yeah, that's called stalking. Right. Yeah, you, that is what that's called. <laughs> Is there any Dukes out there that are still single? Dukes and Duchesses. Uh, don't forget, the DVE Comedy Fest, we've added another show. We sold out the first two. The third show, Doug Benson. Doug Loves Movies. The podcast, he is uh, going to be performing that live at the Rex Theater. Saturday, June 30th, 4.20 p.m. He always does those shows at 4.20 uh, for a reason. We had Doug on the other day. He's so funny. Uh, if you haven't heard this podcast before, it is super fun. It's going to be, it's it's like a, a really fun game show that you get to go see. 
And he also uh, always wrangles up some of his uh, famous comedian friends to be a part of that podcast. And, uh, you know, there happens to be a comedy festival going on the night before. So who knows? You might pop mm. up in that one. Doug Benson, Doug Loves Movies podcast. Tickets available right now at DVE.com. Again, that's a 420 show on Saturday, June 30th. Get your tickets now. DVE Sports. Yeah, sports. Mike Pursuta is out. I am filling in on sports this morning for the aforementioned Mike Pursuta. And uh, when you know it, I had the sheet, and now I lost the sheet. <laughs> oh, sheet. Oh, sheet. I can tell you this much, though. The Buccos dropped three out of four to the Padres after they blow up in the ninth yesterday. Felipe. Felase. Not a good outing Vasquez for him. gets blown up, doesn't record an out, gives up, uh, was it four runs that he yeah. ended up giving up there? Four runs on four hits, Bad. recorded no outs. Bad. No bueno. Uh, and now the uh, Buccos are headed to Cincinnati. And then they come back and they'll have the Cardinals and the Cubs. But they drop from first to fourth. Run from the penthouse to the outhouse. What a drag. They had been doing so well. Attendance at yesterday's game, a little over 17,000. Wow. I would have thought it would have been more. It was a yeah, nice enough day. A beautiful yeah. day. So less than half full yesterday at PNC Park. That surprises me. But with the Cubs and Cardinals coming into town this, this weekend, or next week rather, I think that uh, things will pick up hopefully. Trevor Williams got stuck with a no decision yesterday. He only lasted six innings. He struck out five, allowed four runs on four hits. Austin Meadows... Did get his first major league career home run yesterday, a 420-foot shot to right center. That put the Buccos within one run in the bottom of the six. Uh, it was not to be for them uh, yesterday, and uh, what an awful loss. So Jameson Tyne will take the mound for the Pirates versus Matt Harvey in the series opener today. First pitch, 7.05. Chad Cool, Homer Bailey slated to start Wednesday. Von Nova starts for the Buccos after that. DBD on the red starter. Uh, in the NHL, just an amazing story. The Las Vegas Golden Knights punched their ticket to the Stanley Cup, defeating Winnipeg 2-1 to one in Game 5 to win the series 4-1. to one. Uh, X-Pen stealing the spotlight, of course. Marc-Andre Fleury, who we know, was just brilliant and has been all postseason. 31-32 shots saved yesterday. The shot that, that went in was, was an absolute rocket. Fleury, once again, on his head. But Ryan Reeves with the game-winning goal for the Golden Knights. Who had that? His set, his first of the playoffs. It was a second period uh, goal that put them up. the uh, the The Golden Knights in their first year, a bunch of castoffs are headed to the Stanley Cup final. Everybody's rooting for them. Awesome. Thank God for those fans. I mean, you just you know they've suffered so long. <laughs> what has it been? Nine months? Isn't it nice though that the Penguins now we don't have to root like against the Golden Knights. Oh, we I don't love have it. to be the team that everybody roots against, right? Because the whole country would have been rooting against us. Yeah. Because they would have been like, oh, the Penguins just won two. They don't need a third. They got a bunch. This is the feel-good story. This is the rationale I'm taking in the I postseason. I love. The, uh, final. I-, I hated how things ended here for Flurry. You know, it-, it was just so tough to watch that. You know, just such a, a pro, one of our biggest stars that we've ever had here. Just the yep. way it unfolded, it was like, oh, that's really unfortunate. So to see him go there... And the way that he's just been instrumental in their run, and 
Everybody's just given him all the shine, and it's great. Yeah, plus for him to be able to be a part of a team like that. I mean, in Vegas, like there's no such thing as a bandwagon Golden Knights fan. Everyone is a bandwagon right. hockey fan. This is so the first year of the the wagon. Wait till they suck. I'm already going past this. Wait till they suck. No one's going to go. Trade flurry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. If he can get his third consecutive Stanley Cup ring and win it in his first year in Las Vegas, that guy is hockey god status. Yep. Absolutely. I think he's already approaching that. He's a Hall of Famer. There's no doubt about it. The Eastern Conference Final, Washington and Tampa will face off in Game 6 tonight in D.C. Did you watch that game on Saturday night? I watched the last couple of minutes where they uh, pulled the goalie, and it was just a relentless attack. Tampa Bay won Game 5, 3-2, their third consecutive victory after going down 0-2. Caps had him 0-2. Took the first two games and dropped three in a row. If the Lightning advance, either Kunitz or Flurry will win their third consecutive Stanley Cup. For Kunitz, that'll be his fifth ring. That yep. is pretty remarkable. Also, in the uh, World Championships, U.S. team took bronze. And guess who got the game-winning goal? Benito, 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 Benito. Nick Benino! Yeah. Was it Benino? It was Nick okay. Benino, yeah. yeah. Good guess. Horse racing! We got a triple crown possibility. Justify wins the Preakness and will compete at the Belmont Saturday, June 9th in Belmont, New York to win the triple crown. That would be the second for trainer Bob Baffert. He'll become the first trainer in history to have two triple crown winners should that happen in less than five years. American Pharaoh in 2015 was his last one. American Pharaoh just put out the stud, just uh, making babies. He's like the Alec Baldwin of horses. Doesn't matter how old he gets. <laughs> Just keeps keeps cranking them out. Yep, and he does. You know that horse doesn't even have to raise those kids either. <laughs> Neither does Alec. I mean, come on. Wow, that's true. At Good this, point. At this point. Good point. His yoga mama is just taking care of everything, and he's like, "What's that one's name?" Fine. Hmm. Uh, so that's the sports update for you. We're going to talk with Jason Mackey from the Post Gazette. He's been in Vegas with Flurry for the last week. He'll be on an eight fifteen to talk about this improbable rise in year one of the franchise. For the Las Vegas Golden Knights, it really is the best story in sports right now. Easily. Unless Braun Braun can make it happen again. Cavs in seven. I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't it look like what... I know nobody's watching the NBA in Pittsburgh. Maybe Katie might be the only person. But it looks like whoever's coming out of the East is just going to get absolutely demolished by I don't the, think it's gonna be the, Cavs. the Warriors. We shall see. All right. Jason Mackey, 15. Sally Wiggin is going to do a review... Of the uh, the royal wedding, she got up and watched. She got this prestigious award on Friday night. We're going to talk about that. And she was at the Heinz History Center and was feted by uh, all of the uh, the people at the Heinz Endowment Center. And she, yeah, she got this huge award. Wow! She turns around, wakes up like four hours later, so she can watch the royal wedding live. Loyal to the royals, and she is. I called her yesterday, like, hey, uh, uh, Sally, you want to come on and talk about the royal wedding? And she went on a 20-minute, I mean, I didn't say a word, 20-minute non-stop review of what happened and her thoughts on it, where I put my phone on speaker and just started doing my dishes and, like, <laughs> let it happen. Then she goes, okay, I have to go. I have to go. And started yelling at me like I was keeping her on the phone. I'm like, I haven't said a word. It's very inconsiderate, Randy. Go whenever you like. Uh, but Listen, she- when the Duchess of Aspenwall wants to speak, <laughs> you let her she speak. Is. And uh, we've got some news for you. Permanis coming to the rescue of a guy in need. You want to stick around for that. Also, 
Michael Keaton. Batman. Pittsburgh's favorite son speaks to Birdman. Birdman. Batman. Speaks to his uh, his alma mater, Kent State. He does the commencement speech. But there was something a little odd about it. And we'll play it for you coming up. TV. It is the DVE morning show. American Idol last night. Pittsburgh's Gabby Barrett. Stalwart performance. Just a small town girl. Living in a lonely world. You took a midnight train She's so good. Ooh. I gotta tell you, I'm late I just to got this. Chills. Like, I was glad when I first heard she was on, and I was like, ah, oh, cool. Well, I'm rooting for the Pittsburgh girl, of course. But then my sister-in-law's like, are you watching Gabby? Oh, my God. She's amazing. So I started, like, checking out her performances. She's incredible. I know, and she's not, like, kind of from Pittsburgh. Like, you ever meet somebody outside where they're like, yeah, I'm from Pittsburgh. Where? Bedford? <laughs> That's not... <laughs> yeah. That's, like, two hours away. No, she's Monahal. She lives in Monahal. No. Her mom and dad hang out at those performances, and he looks like he just got off work all the yeah. time. He's well, he, that he, kind of he Pittsburgh. Did. Yeah, I he know. Did, yeah. I know. He, did. he has, like, four jobs. I know. In order to, like, sustain her music career, he's been busting his ass, so there's, you know, nothing more Pittsburgh than that. Steve Perry, a source no, uh, you know, less than Steve Flippin' Perry. Gave her a review on she that can performance. Pull it off. It's the most amazing version I've ever heard. Swear ever. beautiful. Just beautiful. <laughs> Thank, Thank you so, so much. much. It's Thank an honor God. to sing it in front of you. Really is. Thank Steve Perry's like, I didn't hear any Filipino accent at all. It was great. <laughs> Tell you, I hear a, a lot little, of versions of that song. A little bit of Pittsburghese in there. Real, real good. So tonight is the big night for Gabby. And best of luck to her and her family. Rooting for her. Dude, I love her. I mean, come She's on. She came winner. back to Pittsburgh. She sang, uh, what, uh, God Bless America at the Pirates game throughout yes. the first pitch. Was, like, crushing slices at Fiori's. <laughs> she was hanging out at Permanis. She, like, got her fix when she was home. And then three days later, she uh, does, you know, American Idol, the finals. I will say the other girl was pretty good that I heard. Maddie I only heard Pope. one of the girl. She's cool. She was, she was pretty unique. Sounded good. I think if you make it to the top three... And you really have the chops like this girl clearly does. It doesn't ultimately matter if she wins or not. She's going to be right a star. Did Philip Philip win? Philip Phillips. Philip Phillips. I don't know. I don't know if he won one. Well, he's going to be at Hartwood this summer as part of the Allegheny County Summer Concert Series. So there's like a lot of incidents instances of the Rubens and the guys who didn't win. Who like Clay Aiken didn't win. Ruben right. beat Clay Aiken. Jennifer Hudson came in like sixth. Yeah, and That's look at true. the crew she's at. So she's, I think Gabby's on her okay. way. Other illustrious uh, Pittsburghers, Michael Keaton, this past week gave the commencement speech at his alma mater, Kent State. It seemed to me like Michael Keaton, some people were saying he was drunk. I don't think he was drunk. I think he just had some dental work done, and he was lisping. The first thing I want to tell you, I want to talk about my shoes. I went to school for a year in Pittsburgh before I transferred here to Kent. Yes. And I had one pair of shoes. I brought those shoes to Kent, and my entire college career here at Kent, I had one pair of shoes. The same shoes. They were Adidas Stan Smith's, classic. Whew. 
He's using so many S's. Yeah, I know. Not? I mean, he, I'm he surprised really... he didn't have like some air suffering succotashes. <laughs> <laughs> I had a pair of sweet salmon sausages. <laughs> he just said shoes so many times. What's One pair of shoes. <laughs> the same shoes. <laughs> They were Adidas Stan Smith's oh, classic. I mean, it had to be, and, he's, and he throws the classic in there, too. I just want to lisp as much as possible. <laughs> they were Adidas Stan Smith's classic. It's a good shoe. It sounds like... I have a pair. His bottom tooth is going to fly into the front row. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what that is. Maybe he has his spacers in, or... I feel bad laughing. Yeah, I always No, no, it's Michael Keaton. Things are good for him. We're not saying he's a jerk. We're, we're just... I know. You know where is he from? Um, is he from Mount Lebo? No, he's from uh, strip like uh, by the strip district, isn't he? Isn't he over like Polish Hill or something like that? I think is he. Good, Joe. I thought it was Montour. Is it Montour? All right. His real name, Michael Douglas, but he couldn't be Michael Douglas in Hollywood. They already had one of them. Yeah, we have a Michael Douglas. You have to re-register. And he wore. <laughs> they were Adidas Stan Smiths. Classic. He's Batman. He can do whatever he wants. True. I'm glad he didn't have that lisp when he played Batman. <laughs> he probably would not have got the gig. All these criminals. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody was trying to say he's drunk. He doesn't sound drunk to me. No. I didn't think he was drunk. And lastly, in Pittsburgh news, Permanis coming through big time for a guy on Grubhub. This uh, made the social media rounds. You guys use Grubhub at all? Oh, yeah. Postmates is the one that uh, other towns use. I don't think we have Postmates here yet. We, we do. We, do we? Yeah. Oh, okay, so Grubhub, of course, the, the the service that will go and get you food from a place that doesn't deliver. They'll be your personal delivery service. Wonderful. And you can customize things. So this this poor guy hits up Permanis and uh, says uh, the following in his order. First, he orders a pastrami and cheese with bacon. Nice selection. Cool. Okay. He wants his bread toasted. I'm a little uh, mm. on that, but I don't. I don't. I can't get behind that. I, okay. did, I didn't think that that was even an option. Then he orders fresh cut permani fries, and he puts this request in the instructions underneath. He types, "Just ruin me with fries, man." <laughs> Straight up, the girl I like has been playing me. She's sleeping with two other security guards over at Ruby. I'm miserable. I'm drinking this handle of Canadian Club. I'm trying to get her face out of my head. And all this fat bastard is asking you for is just to F me up with fries (laughs) so I can drink and eat my troubles away. Thank you. Have an awesome evening. Ruin so, me with fries. The guy working at Permanis, and I don't know which which Permanis this was. I'm guessing it was uh, like Washington County or something like that, because I think Ruby's a hospital in West Virginia. I'm not sure. Okay. Because where else would he be a security guard at Ruby? It's not Ruby Tuesdays. No. I mean, people are dying to get the Southwest pasta. They don't have bouncers no, yeah, at Ruby Tuesdays. Right. MS-13's not showing up there. <laughs> How do you know? Uh, and uh, Well, they, pro- they probably That's why he's yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> So he left a review. They uh, they hooked him up. They gave him like a ton of fries, and they gave him a free piece of pizza too. Like, hey man, here you go. So he leaves this glowing review. Like, you listen right here, quick. These are fine people. I ordered on Grubhub. Not only did they take care of me, they took care of my circumstance and fixed me up with some extra fries and a dessert. 
actually meant wow. on the pizza. It was actually like a piece of pie. Oh. Did I ask for the dessert? Heck no, but they gave me one anyway. Life sucks right now. I'm going into surgery on June 4th. Oh, what? God, this poor what? guy, he's got he surgery buried now. buried the lead. I'm about half in the grave, he says. I, you know, I don't know. He, it could be an ankle. Who knows? Bury me in fries. <laughs> but these folks managed to make me smile, even once against what I'm dealing with. If that's not worth ordering one GD sandwich, I don't know what it is. Thank you. Good night. I am shocked the guy stayed awake long enough right. to get his sandwich delivered to him. Yeah, that's amazing. Was there a, a timestamp time on these uh requests yeah uh, did he tweet that out the next day no i guess there's a permanis in morgantown that makes more sense so oh. it's probably morgantown ding 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 yeah <laughs> thanks to ryan for tweeting that to me so that guy got hooked up once again permanis is there for you in your time of need feeling down and out don't worry they'll deliver a cap and egg and make it all better do they do funerals because i think if that guy ends up not making it out of surgery he should have like an open basket funeral and just <laughs> an open basket. Yeah. Just have fries all around them. You I come th- up, you say a prayer, you take a fry. I think almost famous, they should just scrap it. We'll ruin you with fries. There's the new I like it. We'll, we'll ruin we'll you. We'll ruin you. We will ruin your life <laughs> with how many fries. That's how Permanis does it. Need your life ruined? Thousand bucks of workforce in. cash coming your way. Text the keyword to 200, 200 when you hear it all the way through the afternoon on the drive home with Sean every hour. Another chance coming up after this commercial break. Jason Mackey talking about Flower and the Las Vegas Golden Knights making it to the Stanley Cup final in year one of the franchise. Thanks in no small part to the efforts of Mark Andre Flurry. That's 815. There's central love. Weather brought to you by Bridgeville Appliance. KDO, take it away. What's going on? Elton John is one of the lucky few invited to the marriage ceremony of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle in Windsor, England. The Rock and Roll Hall of Famer was also asked to perform at the royal couple's reception on Saturday. Kensington Palace announced John performed Your Song, Tiny Dance, and Circle of Life. Tiny Dancer. Yes. There's a misspelling in that. I didn't catch that. Yeah. That would be if he remixed it. Tiny Dance. Hold me close. Tiny dance. It's the Van Halen mashup. I'm running out of words. I'm only going to use shorter ones. <laughs> Did you see Elton John, by the way? Yeah. He looked like uh, Elton somebody's, Mom. Uh, he, somebody's grandma? Yeah, he has the he has a real bad wig on right now. I didn't see that. <laughs> it's so yeah, he's weird. going through a, a bad wig phase. It's weird. His, wi- his wigs are like Lego hair, I think. He just snaps them in. Snaps them right on top. And the one he was wearing the other day, I don't even... It, it, I mean, he looked like he looked like Austin Powers. If, well, if you Austin, know? like if your aunt dressed like Austin Powers, he is in England. Yeah, that I mean? is true. He Might is a man well. of mystery. Yeah, yeah. The members of U two are celebrating two major wins at the 2018 Billboard Music Awards handed out in Las Vegas. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame foursome scored wins in the top touring artists and top rock tour categories connected to their current experience in Innocence Tour. In both categories, they beat out tough competition that included Coldplay and Guns N' Roses, among others. Uh, I didn't watch. No. Last night, I, I, I clicked on it for a little bit. I know Kelly Clarkson made some news by going out at the beginning of the broadcast, and instead of they wanted her to do a moment of silence for the victims of the tragedy that occurred in Texas this past weekend, uh, but she wanted to do something else. Tonight, they wanted me to say that, obviously, we want to pray for all the victims. We want to pray for their families. They, they also wanted me to do a moment of silence. And I'm so sick of moment of silence. Like, it's not working. Like, obviously. So why don't we, why don't we not do a moment of silence? Why don't we do a moment of action? Why don't we do a moment of change? Why don't we change what's happening? Because it's horrible. 
Yeah, so, you know, nice statement from Kelly Clarkson there last night. I didn't know. I, I turned it on for a little bit, and I didn't know three people. I'm like, I'm old. I don't yeah. know who any of these people are. Like, first three I saw. Who, who was who was it? Do Ka- you know? Khaled? Not DJ Khaled. Or is it Khalid? Khalid. Khalid. Yeah. All right. Who's, who is Khalid? He's a new artist. He's a, like a pop artist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But like how... He's a singer. How new on the scene is that dude? A couple years. Yeah. So yeah I mean, he won Best New Artist last night. He is very talented. Oh, okay. So he won Best New. Yeah. All right. Well, he's he's a, a, a new... If he was getting a Lifetime Achievement Award, I would have yeah. really yeah. felt dumb. Then Yeah. Then you're, you're doing something wrong. Right. There is a lot of different people, though, that I don't exactly know who they are and and my kids listen to the songs and that they get stuck in my head because i'm absolutely convinced that whoever writes pop songs and whoever writes commercial jingles is the same person it is because they just repeat the hook a thousand times well billboard's a lot of pop and hip-hop mm-hmm. don't bore us get to the chorus that's and, how that works and then just stay in the chorus by the way i did watch american idol and so i saw luke bryan last night i hadn't i didn't know what you're talking now, about now, before i don't voice. i don't know He's like Nashville Kermit. Mm-hmm. Did you know that Kermit was on the show as well? <laughs> that must have been weird. How could you tell him now, apart? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't even think. I, I, I don't even think. <laughs> who's who's the, talking here? And by the way, by the way, Lionel Richie had great <laughs> plastic surgery to finally look like the clay head from the Hello video. He got all the way there. <laughs> He's all the way there? It's yes. been a long road. It, it has been uh, many missteps along the way, but he's finally achieved the clay head from the Hello Video look. I think that they should just have his head coming out of the table, and he should be <laughs> under the table. Just his head. You know what I mean? Just on a platter. Did you see that someone compared Luke Bryan to Butthead? No, I, I, I don't appreciate. I, I, I don't. Is that why? Because he's always stammering? and No, visually. Oh, visually? Uh, yeah, I guess. I could see it. Yeah. It's out there. There's a lot of stuff out there, but that's, I can't, I can't really argue against it. What are the ratings for American Idol? Is, is it the near the phenomenon it once was? No. Probably I, not. It's not. And I know that The Voice was doing better earlier in the season. Okay. Yeah. Well, still, it'll be huge for Gabby if she can win tonight, so. Of course. We're rooting for her. Team Gabby in it. I mean, she's from Munhall. Her her dad could throw a crab apple from his house and hit Dave and Buster's. Yeah. Maybe Michael Keaton will ser- send her a pair of Lucky Sneakers. They were Adidas Stan Smith's classic. 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 The Dave Matthews Band is commenting on sexual harassment allegations against former violinist Boyd Tinsley. James Frostwin, a former bandmate of Tinsley's side project band, Crystal Garden, filed a lawsuit last week accusing Tinsley of multiple sexually predatory harassment from April 2015 through August 2016. Did you read the details of this story? No. So bizarre. So Boyd had a side band. He gets he meets this guy who's busking in San Francisco years ago, stays in touch with him. Then he finally says, hey, I'm going to start a band in the Northwest. Uh, once you relocate, relocate to Seattle and we're going to do this band. So he does this band and then one day he gets him tickets to some baseball game he wants to go to or something. And he's like, wow, man, these are great tickets. Thank you so much, Boyd. And Boyd's like, sure thing, man. But you know what? You might have to bleep me. Ha ha ha. And he's like, eh. uh, <laughs> and that set off for, this weird pattern of tickets? him not so much kidding about that stuff. And he was constantly like sending him text messages, like lewd text messages saying, hey, man, we're going to do a photo shoot and I want you to dress real sexy. And then he said that he was like fantasizing for, you know, euphemistic uh, phrasing there. Right. He was fantasizing about him thinking about the photo shoot. And the guy's like, OK, this is a, this is a weird 
text message. Dude, it's 7 a.m. From my like, bandmate. Yeah. It's very early in Seattle, dude. Do we have practice today? Or <laughs> You're in Virginia. And then uh, eventually it got to the point where he was like passed out sleeping in the studio one day. And he woke up and the guy from the Dave Matthews band was sitting next to him, rosining his bow, uh, so to speak. Whoa. That's horrific. That is aggressive. Which is weird, yeah. right? That's I think a we gross understatement. That yeah. is, yeah. Uh, it's very strange. But the Do you odd have to part rosin about- it every time? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I don't play violin. But you, uh, uh, if you look at the statement that Dave Matthews Band made like a week before that, it really seemed like they thought they were dealing with a substance abuse issue. Because Dave Matthews said, I don't know when Boyd's coming back to the band. Uh, nobody likes the situation, but he has to go get healthy. He has to get well, mm-hmm. and he needs this time to do that. And I, you know, there's no return date. We just want him to get better. Right. And then when the allegations came out, the Dave Matthews Band official statement was, "We had never heard any of this. Wow. We don't know what the hell's going on." And this is it's the first time we heard of this. And uh, you know, he's out of the band. So it, in like ten days, Dave Matthews completely reversed. From saying like, man, I really want him back in the band and I miss him so much. And they're all like, okay, we didn't know it was that that weird. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I think Boyd probably told them because the same day he got served papers by this guy's lawyer, yeah. he quit the band. Well, he took leave from the band. So Curious. I think he might have hmm. seen this coming. Characterized it to the band like, I have a substance abuse issue. I've done some dumb things. I need to go take care of it. Because it... It doesn't explain if Dave Matthews knew what happened, he would have never publicly said right. what he did about Boyd before that. So it makes me wonder if he's going to follow up with another personal statement about this, because his first one seems a little tone deaf, given what we know now. Right. So right. he might come back and you might hear Dave Matthews say something a little more uh, sort of condemning of his actions and stuff like that, because he didn't say anything with regards to you know, uh, what Boyd was accused of. He just said, I hope he gets his affairs in order and gets better and gets back to the band soon. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, yeah, he's not coming back. At the Bye. We didn't know he was under the table and feeding the geese. <laughs> this is unacceptable behavior. Dave Matthews fans, do you like Dave Matthews? No. I mean, I respect Dave Matthews. I think that the musicianship is top-notch and everybody in his band is a badass, but I, uh, I just can't stand those shows. I like the first album for sure. I think it's great. Yep, I agree with you. I just went to way too many shows back in the day because it was like a party. Yeah, it's 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 like an experience. Like it, it's, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people that go at least maybe mm-hmm. just to Burgettstown, it's for the experience. It's not for... Oh, yeah. Right, but don't you feel like it was like a religious experience yes. for them? And for me, I was like, I'm not seeing Jesus here. Right. And so I was kind of hoping we could have more of a party. And they're like, shh, we're praying. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Lights down, you're up in there. Hurry. <laughs> Amen. I wish he'd pick an octave. No, you yeah, can do them all. Why all pick one when place. you can do five? I guess. You got to update your uh, rock stars at the drive through bit to include your Dave Matthews. I don't know. <laughs> Luke Bryan and Dave Matthews. <laughs> Luke will be here. They'll both be here in June. You could, you could test it out with both. <laughs> there you go. You can go meet them in person. Lights down, you're up in Fryers. <laughs> Now, uh, I, I, I don't know. All right, give us one more. We have one time for one more before Jason Mackey. President Trump is welcoming First Lady Melania Trump home from the hospital by misspelling her name on Twitter. In a tweet, he spelled <laughs> Melania's name as Melanie. 
The first lady returned to the White House this weekend after a kidney surgery. The tweet was quickly deleted, and the following tweet without a typo, the first lady's name was put out. Great to have our incredible first lady back home in the White House. Milani is feeling and doing really well. Thank you for all, for all of your prayers and best wishes. Poor, poor Melania. Poor Here Melanie. she is, probably like getting surgery for a kidney condition caused by some STD he gave her from a porn star, and then he, he misspells her name. She has to be like, wow, this is the... I really thought he'd be dead by now. <laughs> That's one more hand swat we have coming this week on TV. She swats his hand away all the time. It is kind of funny. It's very funny. <laughs> Someone needs to put the, Bruce, the Bruce Lee sound effects into those. Nothing miles. <laughs> <laughs> she matumbos him all the time. All right. KDO from 104.7. Filling in for Val. Did you guys watch uh, the Will Ferrell and... Uh, um, what can I think of her name? Molly Thank Shannon. You. Molly Shannon. Cord and Tish. No. Doing the royal yeah. wedding. No. So funny. I'm hearing something. Here they come. There they are. They're out. They're out of the church. This is real, folks. These two are not. There's the kiss. They just kissed. They just. They just kissed. And that was a lovely, real moment. Look at the elegance. That mo- that's the moment we've all been. One small kiss for man, one giant kiss for mankind. <laughs> it was like four hours of improv for those guys. He, he had a couple of super funny moments, but this is the one that really made me laugh. Cord, are you okay? Every, you know, everything about them just makes me nervous. Their round feet, their wet horses. noses, their bigness. Their bigness. I, I just don't like how close they are to us. They are, well, they're all the way in Windsor, which is 30 miles away, and we're in London. Okay, okay, but what if they bust loose and they run this way? Well, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> and then he kind of freaks out in an expletive-laden rant. He's the best. He is so funny. And uh, I guess at one point he said that they were moving to Pittsburgh. He's like, Harry and uh, Megan are moving to Pittsburgh. <laughs> uh, Jason Mackey from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette joining us right now. Jason, good morning. How are you, man? Oh, doing great. Thanks for having me. Dude, how great was it in the wake of having to cover the Penguins and all that's involved in, in the, the, the rigors of that from your perspective uh, as a, a writer uh, writing about this franchise in their quest for the third straight cup to go out and see Flurry and watch him lead this first-year franchise to a Stanley Cup final? I mean that it's a, you had like I could tell by the way you were writing this stuff that you were just you were so happy, <laughs> like you were happy it, for him. And you're like it's just a, a, what an amazing sports circumstance this is. Oh, it really is. It really is, and it's it's exciting being out there. Um, I, I know this sounds cliche, but it just couldn't happen to a better guy. Um, you know, and we try not to root for things, obviously, but if the Penguins are, are done, I mean, come on. There's not a better dude you could be rooting for right now than Mark Andre Fleury. Um, you know, I'm out there and I hear from across the the Vegas dressing room, which is like huge. You know, he's screaming, "Jason!" You're like, we uh, dead time. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we end up just talking about how much he loves Vegas and how happy he is and what a great room of guys is and what an amazing run. Like, it's just so genuine with him. Um, so yeah, and and not only that too, but just how prevalent like the golden knights excitement is out there and how rare of a story this is so yeah i mean i I consider myself extremely lucky to be able to go out there and write about it did you sense that his role on that team 
uh, like, could you tell the difference between being on a team full of superstars here in Pittsburgh and the need for them to see him as one of those stars out there? Yeah, and I think they really do. I mean, I think the fan base views him that way, and I think his teammates view him that way. I think they're flat out in awe of him right now, and probably should be the way he's playing. I mean, he's mm-hmm. playing like a superstar. Uh, but I think, you know, so much in Pittsburgh, you know, Crosby, Malk, and Latang, and for good reason, uh, we probably forgot a little bit how great Flurry really is. And I know he had some hiccups in the playoffs, but, I mean, that's kind of what his persona is out there. I mean, people are just flat out in awe. As much as our jaws drop sometimes over Sidney Crosby, that's what they're doing over Flurry. And it's just you have a guy who's so humble, his teammates love him, he's the perfect face of that franchise, and he's just tearing it up. Does the Vegas fan base uh, strike you? You know how when Nashville made it last year and we were making fun of them because it's like they're, it was all new to their fans. Like they right. just woke up and all of a sudden had to sort of pretend to be hockey fans. Or, you know, or Columbus sort of had a little bit of those growing pains as a fan base, too. Did you feel the, the Vegas uh, Golden Knight fan base uh, has the similar sort of, uh, uh, you, you know, the rookie status? Right. Yeah. No, I know what you're getting at. I, and I don't think it exists. And here's why. I know I did a story, um, you probably read it, about talking to a couple different fans about, you know, what the Golden Knights have done or whatever. And, like, a lot of this, these people and, and these, you know, Golden Knights fans are, it started out as fans of other teams. And they were kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a Penguins fan. I'm Beaver County. It was one of them I talked to. Another guy, you know, a guy from Chicago is, oh, lifelong Blackhawks fan. And they've kind of, like, attached themselves to the Golden Knights. Like, I'm sure Vegas starts losing or, or falling on some tough times that might be a little bit different but right now like these people are established hockey fans i feel like in nashville like five years ago these people didn't know what at all mm-hmm. hockey was and that's why you're seeing you saw some like a you know breach of etiquette if you want to call it that or just you know like you said the rookie status and these people understand it i, I just think they've, they've been betting went, on it for years <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yes. It's not betting on hockey. They're at least like frequenting the casinos, and yeah, you know, they just decided to go all in at some point. But no, I mean these people have like an established hockey knowledge. It's just they've gone totally all in on the Golden Knights. I also got the impression from from reading uh, what you had to say in, in Vegas that Mark Andre Fleury is not just ready; he is anxious to drop the Pittsburgh baggage. Yeah, no. it was kind of surprised when he, he you know, it was kind of like a turn. I think somebody asked him about, you know, what not vindication, but like, did it feel good? You know, because Matt Murray kind of carried the load the past two years, like for you to be that guy. And he just kind of shut it off right there. I thought that was interesting. And um, I think for a while, Flurry, you know, was a little bit not sure how to feel about the whole Vegas thing. Like he realized right. it was something he had to do and, and whatever, but like, I think like a lot of those guys, they were still kind of finding their home. Now, he legitimately loves it. And I, I talked to him about that exact thing, about the group of guys, where he lives, what his family thinks about the schools and everything. And I mean, they just, they're in love with playing for this franchise right now. And I think that's why he's shutting stuff off. I mean, he loves Pittsburgh. It's not like he's doing it, you know, out of dissonance or something like that. He's just really, really excited about what, that, what he has going on now. How about Reeves getting the game winner last night? Jason? I mean, like, talk about an unlikely character, but I, I heard some of the things that he said, and I think he said them to you, right, about yeah, his time yeah. in Pittsburgh and just how he he really couldn't figure out why he was brought here to be 
more physical in the playoffs, and then they got rid of him before the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think Revo was too thrilled at this time in Pittsburgh. I think he was pretty annoyed with how little he was used. And I know I, I watched him play um, in Game Three, the first game I was out there for. And, I just said to him afterwards, I'm like, I watched your game and it looked a lot different than it did in Pittsburgh. And he goes, yeah, it's tough to do that with three minutes a night. I'm like, wow. Kind of, I kind of expected it to come. He's got a little bit of an edge to him. So, um, Anyway, what he did scoring the game-winning goal, what he's done this series, I mean, he's been really good. That fourth line's been very effective. And for the life of me, I don't understand why he wasn't able to get to that point with the Penguins. You know, they didn't play him as much. They didn't play him in the same sort of matchup role. Uh, he's never going to skate like somebody, you know, like Brian Rust or something like that, but he can be an effective player, and he, he showed yesterday. What do you think the the pressure level is for, for Flurry right now? How much is he feeling being the age that he is, having this opportunity, which would, you know, the, the storybook nature of this can't elude him. You know, he has, yeah, but you he, don't... He has to know that he's a, a player in what would be one of the great sports stories and arcs in a long, long time. For sure, but you know what's weird about this? Like, I honestly don't think he's thinking about that. And I don't think any of these guys are thinking about what this would mean bigger picture. And I think that's that's one of the reasons I, I know I've been, you know, sort of jumping on the bandwagon as far as picking them. I think a lot of people have. Um, but just, I mean, they they literally don't talk about it. They'll talk about, you know, the next game or whatever. And I just... Being around them, you, you don't sense that it's like cliche spewing. Mm-hmm. It is totally legitimate. And they're just having a lot of fun, too. I go back to something that Nate Schmidt said after Game 4. He's like, you know, this is too enjoyable to look past it. Like, I don't hmm. I don't want to look at anything else other than what we're doing right now. Right. And so I, I think that's a big reason why, and I think Flurry's in the same boat. Yeah. You know, he's just having too much fun to be thinking about the big picture of it all. We watched the replay from Game Four, I believe it was, where he made those fantastic saves, <laughs> where he went, uh, you know, pipe to pipe, and then kind of it was a classic flurry, like <laughs> just side to side, super fast, and then kind of goes out of position a little bit, and then dives back to yeah, make that was awesome. the rebound save, which was you know echoes a Game Seven uh, from uh, from Detroit. That to me, was like the classic flurry save. Whereas Murray is always the guy in front of the net being very stoic and very positional. And Flurry was this, like, just freelancing acrobat flying all over the place. Is part of what you're saying about his uh, not feeling the pressure out there, them not being on him quite the same way they were here to sort of, like, button it down a little bit? Yeah, I think there's some truth to that. I think he's allowed to be himself a little bit more. And I, I think... Mike Sullivan runs a very business-like room, and I, I mean that works for him. I'm not criticizing it. He's won two cups. Like I should shut my mouth, but Flurry is definitely allowed to be a little bit more of a goof in Vegas than he was in Pittsburgh. And I think when he's a bit of a goof, he plays like that. And I mean, you're going to have some blow-ups. I mean, he, he's had games where he stunk too, but uh, he, you know, when he's feeling it, and he's making saves like that. My goodness! And just just a quick story to wrap that point up. I wanted to share with you guys. So, so I get out there, and a couple of hockey writers are, are busting my chops about, you know, what are you on the flurry beat now? Like, you know, yeah, in Pittsburgh, you kind of are. But um, so after after the game, joke the sun. It's like the flurry hat trick out there. You get the two saves on on Shifley. You get him flicking Blake Wheeler's ear or whatever in the world yes. he was doing there. And then he's sitting with two kids from the Humboldt bus tragedy. Right. My God. <laughs> he packed a lot into one game. 
Yeah, that was all in game game uh, four, right? Uh, game three. Game three. Game three. That, remarkable. Uh, you know, it, and that's him. That's the flyer. The flyer. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. The Penguins connections out there, too. James you know, Neal, Ryan fans, Reeves, James Neal, Derek England. Reeves. 400 dudes from Blonox playing slots. I don't know. <laughs> David so, Perron. David Perron. Yep. Yeah, but is any Penguin fan like, no. dude, we got a roof for them. Perron's out there. No. Like, that's not <laughs> no, Not at all. That was a GMJR pick that didn't really work, and then he changed it as quickly as he could. It did net them haggling, though. So he has kind of like a, a weird piece in Penguins history. All right, who do you got in the East? I like Tampa in this thing, man. Yeah. I, re- I really wrap it do. up tonight? I I'm, I, yeah, I, I think so. And uh, I'm just kind of like, I'm shaking my head here thinking Washington should just not be allowed to have nice things. You know, they go up to nothing and promptly just blow it to smithereens. I don't know. Isn't that I, the Capitals' yeah. way to do it, though, Jason, to give their yeah. their fans that yeah. 2-0 oh, buffer and then have that, you know, the, the, the false confidence of we got this one, it's finally our year, and then have it yanked away from them? It would be so oh poetic if they dropped four in a row. Yep. So, so I did this story that never ran um, during the, the playoffs because there just wasn't a time for it. And then when the Penguins or when the Capitals beat the Penguins, um, yeah, it just wasn't appropriate. But so I, I talked to a Capitals fan who was actually selling all of his stuff for he wanted to get a signed Sidney Crosby jersey because he was so like tortured over years of this <laughs> happening. Awesome. <laughs> he was like mentally bent out of shape. But they just raise your hopes and then they crush your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> he had like some 250 items or, or some crap of, of all this Capitals gear that he wanted to sell. But anyway, I mean, that's just, that, that's what they do. I don't know how you could be a fan of that team because just when you want to buy in and get excited, they, they, they ruin your hopes and dreams. Oh, Caps here. The only thing that might be better from a Penguins fan perspective is to see Flurry shut down Ovechkin. Yeah, I mean, that would be kind of awesome to see the Capitals and – in Vegas, and that would be like the ultimate torturous thing, right? But I mean, right. that would probably get the biggest too. ratings, don't you think, Jason? Oh yeah, oh yeah. If you get Flurry in the Capitals, absolutely. But I, I, I just feel like no matter what, like Vegas and anybody at this point, the country, you know, the hockey watching part of the country is so captivated by right. Vegas at this point. I, I don't know how you can't get on board with it, no matter you know if it's Tampa or Washington. They're both good series. Jason Mackey from the Post-Gazette. All right, well, hockey, uh, essentially, you know, uh, uh, over for you. You only got a little bit more writing to do. What What is the first stop on your summer concert series uh, for, for you and the missus? I, I'm, ah. I'm guessing you have a couple lined up. Actually, we're not. I don't think we're going to anything until Amanda, Amanda Shires in July. I think we're trying to get to that one at the Rex. Uh-huh. Um, but we we are open for uh, for bookings and whatnot. <laughs> you got yeah, <laughs> taking Rex, Randy. If you got anything, all right, I'll shoot you an email. There's a bunch of shows. There's a lot of good stuff. Right. Plus, you could just go on tour with the Dead. You know, go out west and enjoy uh, a week in California with uh, with Bobby and the boys. Oh, uh, that'd, that'd be pretty much heaven at this point. Uh, I can honestly, like after the season ended and then going right back out to to Vegas. I'm not complaining. I love my job absolutely. But like we we haven't really even. Had a chance to like sit down and, and plan some activities and shows and, and places to go. So, if you, well, if you got any, shoot me an email. I will, man. Well, enjoy the uh, downshift, man. Will do. Jason will Mackey do. from the Post Gazette. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. On Thanks the way for, for you, quick sports update. Also, Sally Wigan reviews the royal wedding.
which you won't want to miss. Want to remind you the DV Comedy Fest podcast stage. Doug Benson. Doug loves movies. They're doing Doug Loves Movies live at the Rex Theater at 420 on Saturday, June 30th, part of the DVE Comedy Fest. We sold out the first two. going to be awesome. So we added a third show. Doug Benson, Doug Loves Movies podcast, performed live at the Rex Theater Saturday, June 20, or June 30th, rather. Get your tickets right now at DVE.com. DVE Sports. Pursuit is off today. The Golden Knights punched their ticket to the Stanley Cup. They beat Winnipeg 2-1. Game 5. They win the series 4-1. to one. They went 12-3 on the uh, path to the Stanley Cup final. Unbelievable. Ex-Penguins stealing the spotlight. Marc-Andre Fleury stopping 31 of 32 shots yesterday. The game winner, none other than goal-scoring machine Ryan Reeves. <laughs> I mean, we said at the, at the beginning of the trade deadline that Vegas is going to go as far as Reeves will carry him. James Neal talked about how the Golden Knights were able to Capture the Western Conference in year one of the franchise. You know, we've been calm in, in tough situations. We've been on the road and um, getting huge saves and big goals at the right time. So uh, you need that uh, throughout the playoffs if you want to uh, go far. And, um, you know, we've had it. And uh, I love the way our team's battled through adversity and uh, through the tough times. And um, we know we've come out on top. Speaking of those ex-Penguins, Neeler talks about Ryan Reeves. With the GW and the Flyer, no better time to get his first one. Uh, but that's our that's our club all year. We uh, have guys step up at uh, at the right times, and um, now I can't say enough of it. Flower and Net, uh, amazing every single night. Um, calm, cool, um, just battle. Everybody battles, and you know the way we came out and played our third period again on the road is uh, is great. So, um, like I said, so proud of this group and. Um, one more series. So. Washington and Tampa face off in Game 6 tonight in D.C. Tampa Bay wins three in a row to make the series 3-2 this Saturday night. Incredible. They won a 3-2 victory. A super exciting game. I don't know if you got to see it, man. It was awesome. They went down 0-2 to begin the series, rattle off three in a row, and they're one win away from the Stanley Cup Final. 8 o'clock puck drop. Tonight, if the Lightning advances, either Kunitz or Flurry would win their third consecutive Stanley Cup. The Buccos lose to the Padres yesterday in spectacular fashion, eight to five. They drop three out of four against the Padres. Their record drops to twenty six and twenty. They're fourth in the NL Central now. Austin Meadows hits his first career major league home run. It was and a shot to four hundred twenty feet. Yeah, four twenty. Trevor Williams stuck with the no decision. He got six innings, struck out five, allowed four runs on four hits. Felipe Vasquez brings dishonor to his last made up name. Gets tagged for the loss, allowed four runs on four hits. His sister's probably going to be pissed. So pissed at him. She's like, no more, no more twerking. Not till you figure this out. Change it. Change your name back. <laughs> Didn't he used to post like Instagram shots of his sister twerking? Well, no. It was, I don't know. It was like my sister is a singer, but there was no microphone in the picture. It's just shots she of was her laying butt. on her stomach. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Check out my sister, everybody. All right, this is weird. <laughs> Uh, the Pirates are off today. They head to Cincinnati for a three-game series against the Reds. Jameson Tyon takes the mound for the Pirates. This says it's a series opener today. First pitch slated for 7.05. Chad Cool, Homer Bailey. Wednesday uh, uh, start there, and Yvonne Nova rounds out that series for the Buccos. TBD on the Red starter there. Horse racing. Justify wins the Preakness. They'll compete for the Triple Crown at the Belmont Stakes Saturday, June 9th in Belmont, New York. Bob Baffert. 
can become the first trainer in history with two triple crown winners in less than five years. American Pharaoh won in 2015. He attributes, uh, uh, justifies win in the Preakness in super muddy conditions to uh, the special uh, horseshoes that he uh, uh, affixed on Justify. They were Adidas Stan Smith's yeah, classic. They're classic. Oh, so really? It's the W there. I don't think uh, those had much tread. <laughs> Sally Wigan next hour, and uh, also our friend KDO from 1047, big 1047, filling in for Val, with your news coming up right here on the DVE Morning Show. Yeah. It's the DVE Morning Show. So we were talking earlier about the fact that Michael Keaton seemed to be slurring, or not slurring, but lisping in his commencement address to his alma mater, Kent State University. The first thing I want to tell you, I want to talk about my shoes. I went to school for a year in Pittsburgh before I transferred here to Kent. Yes. And I had one pair of shoes. I brought those shoes to Kent, and my entire college career here at Kent, I had one pair of shoes. The same shoes. They were Adidas Stan Smith's classic. Okay. A lot of S's for a guy who seems to be ready to lose a tooth. So many. One time I saw Philly Thiel sliding sideways. <laughs> but somebody tweeted to us, he's not the only Batman that lisps. This was from the Val Kilmer Batman, which I don't remember which Batman this is. Batman but Forever. L- listen to the way he lisped through this scene with Nicole Kidman. What is it you really came here for? Yikes. Time's up. Yikes. That's usually my line. Listen, I'd love to stay here chatting. But... Mm, would you? I'm not so sure. I've really got to get you out of those clothes. Pretty. Excuse me? And into a black dress. Tell me, doctor, do you like the circus? Yes. <laughs> Because if you do, I can get a ticket. <laughs> you like the circus. <laughs> where was where was Michael Keaton going with the Stan Smith? I don't know. It's the, the full commencement speech is online. Did we post it or yeah? All right, Joe has it up at dve.com and you can see it. It's like an eight minute thing that he does. It's great. Yeah, it wasn't a super long one because you know how some people are like, "This is my moment to shine." I do. I and, have one of those. Oh, really? My, my commencement. Yeah. Oh, that is the worst. Because even if you're super famous, they don't want. 40 minutes no they, oh no they just want like hey good luck always wear sunscreen see you later yeah uh michael keaton's was very good and it was a nice message it was, it was only eight minutes um, he had a pair of stan smiths at the end of the that story he says uh so i went out and i tried to find a pair and i found one and then he goes and puts on his shoes they were Adidas Stan Smith's classic. <laughs> yeah, that's all it was. The next line is, I'm Batman, and he walks off stage. Right, and that, that was pretty much it. So two Batmans lisping their way through commencement speeches. I, I is he n- selling Stan Smith's? We had Mr. Rogers in mine at that's Penn awesome. State. So he didn't talk about his shoes, but he had some pretty Which would have been more fitting because his the shoes were a big though. part of his show. The yeah. sweaters are bigger than the shoes, you know. True. Yeah. Did you have one pair of shoes that you wore all the way through college? No. No, I always had several. You're a big shoe guy, though. Yeah. You're a sneakerhead. Yeah. A little bit. Sneakerhead. Uh, yeah. You're a sneakerhead. I'm a sneakerhead. <laughs> Seriously, you know what shoes I, I like had forever in college? Probably like a year and a half? Sandals. K-Thwith. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Not even kidding. Those blue K-Thwith.
<laughs> to that Grateful Dead show at Three River Stadium. Washed blue all over my legs. The Rain Show. Tom Petty, DVE. She's a good center loving. Currently, it's warm. It's uh, 9.04, and KDO's filling in for Val Porter with your news this hour. What's up, KDO? News brought to you by BobbyRayHall.com. A guy in Virginia was reported missing last month by his wife, and eventually the cops found him after a massive manhunt, but he kept changing the story of what happened, and it turned out he'd faked the kidnapping so he could run away with his mistress. Now he's facing a charge of lying to federal authorities. So he called in a kidnapping... Or said his wife was missing? I think so, yeah, but he kept changing the story. And then he took off. Oh. With his mistress. Mm, never good. What? So, where's the wife? She's in a basement. Bluefield, I don't, I don't know. This is from Bluefield, Virginia. Okay. Last month, a 38-year-old guy named Larry Price from Bluefield, Virginia right. disappeared. Mm-hmm. His wife reported him missing. Okay, here we go. And there was a massive manhunt for him. His wife reported him missing. Yes. Okay. Then eventually someone spotted him by the side of a road 20 miles away. <laughs> yeah, when you've been kidnapped by this so, gorgeous woman who. He, he told the FBI he was kidnapped by two guys and taken to the motorcycle shop he owns where they robbed him. But the security footage from his shop didn't show any of that. Ooh. If you don't want to be found, you know, you're not going to respond to the, hey, are you okay texts. He said what really happened was he was kidnapped by a motorcycle gang because he owed them money. <laughs> Turns out he faked a kidnapping so he could run away with his mistress. Oh, that's nice. Quite the story. That's a, that's the tough one to tell your kids. How'd you meet mom again? Well. <laughs> Funny story. Which one do you want to hear? Fake kidnapping. Bikers. <laughs> and well, the morning after pill didn't work. And then you're here. <laughs> A guy in New York told his barber he didn't like his haircut on Thursday, and the barber threw him through the front window of the shop. Then the barber ran off, and now the cops are trying to track him down. This is a separate so, story, correct? This yes. is a what? This is a separate story. Separate story. This is a separate story. Okay. This is not, this is not <laughs> Listen, part this of the kidnapping. This guy's having a hell of a week. Right. I think the moral of the story she just told is that that barber doesn't take feedback well. <laughs> no. You kind of have to say, I love it, no matter what. Because if you don't, he'll throw you through the window. Do you lie about liking haircuts? No, I made a girl cry one time. It was, it was, and she deserved to cry because. Had you just cut her hair? No, it was okay. my brother Charlie's wedding. I had the super long. I got fired from the accounting job. I'm a disc jockey now, hairstyle, which means I just didn't cut my hair for like a year and a half. So it was really long. And my sister, my now sister in law, was really bummed out about it. And she's like, would you please cut it for the wedding? And I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> and, my, and then my mom was like, just, you cut, know, cut your hair. Just, just, just clean bit. it up a little. Clean it up a little. And I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. So I thought the front of your hair was called the bangs. Just the bangs. <laughs> yeah, I thought those the were bangs. your bangs. I don't know anything. The you know bangs, what I mean? The bangs. So I had long hair. So I was trying to explain to her. Basically, I think what I was saying to her is that I wanted it to kind of be like a layered thing. Uh-huh. I want bangs. <laughs> That's what she heard. But I was saying, and I with the bangs, I just want you to do like a little bit here. And she's like, okay, bangs in her head. And it was one of those places where it was like $8, but they're students. Right. So worst case scenario. She, she starts cutting. Does this girl right. have like a walleye as well, or what? Like, what other ailments I'll did she have? I'll never forget what she looked like. I, I she I'll had remember one of those this baby hands. As long as I live, I remember this woman. I want to reiterate: I had long ass hair. Okay. It was like definitely shoulder length. Yeah, and you had a thicket. Right. I mean, I was twenty three. I looked like an idiot, 
And I was about to look like an even bigger idiot because this woman went first cut. Oh, no. No. And gave me the straight across. Was it like a bowl cut? Bang. Bang. But just across the yeah, so the, the, the beginnings of the so little Lord she gave Fauntleroy. me bangs. Now fringe the, the rest of now I'm at straight mullet. You got to crimp it, and I'm looking at it, point. and I'm like, oh my god, no! But I freaked out, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm what like, dude, do? what did you just do? And she and she's like, I remember she dropped the scissors. Oh no! I go, wait a minute, what did you just do? And she was like. Uh, oh, I don't know. Oh, no. I, I thought you wanted it. And I was like, no. What are you doing? And I got up and left. And uh, so it was really bad. And uh, like I remember it was close to my mom's house. And I went to my mom's house. I'm like, are you happy now? And she goes, oh, good Lord. Like, what? What? why did you do that? And I'm like, I didn't do that. The lady down at, uh, you know, Junior Cuts <laughs> did this. And so I oh. went to my brother's wedding with a full on glorious mullet nice i mean it is it was it was i gotta see pictures of this right i would love to of We're, your bangs but the rest of the wedding was such a disaster that we have not seen pictures of that wedding so oh. no i've never seen pictures from it i've never saw a video it got a little out of hand i the I cops showed up it oh, was a, what's that kind of wedding um a nervous breakdown happened okay. oh yeah okay. yeah like her I didn't see that coming. her mom <laughs> was, was it from you yeah, somebody's reaction to your bang. <laughs> yeah, her mom it's was too much. pretty appalled by everything. Like they, you know, how they had the brunch the day after the wedding for both families and everything. Mm, canceled. It went bad. Okay. Well, my brother was a football player at West Virginia, so he invited all of his teammates, and they showed up and acted like West Virginia football players. <laughs> so very respectful and yes. And my brother's Thoughtful. wife thought that they were having a royal wedding. You know, was Elton John there? No. Okay. There wasn't, but there was a. My aunt did look like Elton John. <laughs> she had the same hair cooking that day. <laughs> well, I this mean, is. It was. It was a horrific event, and my haircut, uh, notwithstanding. Uh, yeah, I have not seen pictures. Otherwise, I would show you. I will. I will go to great lengths to not complain to the point where I came in to to get my haircut one time. I had this mop top. They gave me. The worst haircut I've ever got. They shaved up the back of my head to reveal like a forest of blind pimples. And then <laughs> they cut my ear and, and my ear starts bleeding. Then they put a Band-Aid on it. I'm like, I came in with a mop top. I'm leaving with a butt cut and a Band-Aid. Like, this is <laughs> awful. But I didn't even say anything. I just took it. No, I think she cried because they're so used to just people just passively taking right, the worst what, haircuts. Yes. What are you going to do? Oh, I love it. Thank you so much. Oh, this is great. I got my hair done for prom once, and I hated it. Like, we're halfway through. We're at the point where I could tell her, no, I don't like this, yeah. and I just I and let it go. you could save it. I let it go, and Oof. I got in the car, and I burst into tears. I was so upset. Oh, I imagine women cry all the time when they get their hair cut. Not when I get it cut, but like... I had, you know, I was on a time crunch. You know, it's prom. You got places to be. Yes, people right. to see. And the I hair just, is such a critical part. I put it in a ponytail. I was like, well. For the prom? Yep. Oh. My date was awful anyway. It, just, it didn't matter. <laughs> I might as well just up in a bun and let's just get did this over with. Did he have a butt cut and a Band-Aid? <laughs> no, but um, he, looked, he looked better than I did, honestly. So. <laughs> His hair looked better. Well, the reason I said that was not to be like just a general like sexist women cry all the time because I feel like women have of big events and they get their hair done for the event. And so the pressure is on. 
And guy gets his hair cut the same way every single time. Every he knows time. what's coming. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, sometimes you get a scissor-happy barber. You say one inch, he hears four. And next thing you know, you're leaving there with some kind of crew cut. Laceration. Whereas most, most times it's... <laughs> Never mind. It's a reverse situation. Right, exactly. Yeah. A woman in Florida wanted to cuddle with her boyfriend last week, but it was 88 out, and he said it was too hot. So she attacked him and trashed their house, and she was arrested for domestic battery. Everybody hears these stories about what happens in Florida, and they're like, oh, Florida. And really what it is is, oh, alcoholism. True. And oh, humidity and heat. (laughs) She was drunk. Yeah, they're always drunk. And it's too hot. You ever been drunk and hot? You're not the best person. You are the worst version of yourself. Was that in like Drunk one of those, hot. those like beach towns? Was it over like, like Clearwater? It uh, was Clearwater. There you go. Dang, dang, dang. You knew it. Dude, I'm telling Good you. Good call. St. Pete, Clearwater, all those. like Until you get down to where the money is, like Bradenton uh, and, and on down to Naples, like stuff usually stays fairly calm around there. But that whole Flabama, the Gulf, going up from Clearwater all the way around to the Panhandle, boy, you that is... That she, is America. She scratched him on the face. Well, all he all had he to do was cuddle. His spoon. I'm on his side, or her side. You cuddle and it's over. You're on her side. <laughs> yeah, he's so probably. She's you're like, advocating this. She's like, let's cuddle, and he's like, oh. imagine she just smells like an ashtray. It's ninety percent humidity. She just got her bangs cut. <laughs> Get away from me! A bandaid on her ear. <laughs> Honey, I just got a butt cut and a bandaid. I, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> KDO uh, from Big 1047, filling in for Val with your news this morning. Thanks so much for doing it. Now, you you, uh, you do the uh, 1047 shift now, right? Got yeah. The double duty. 10 o'clock. It's been in the country music. That's right. What are the big country shows this summer? Besides the all-day stadium show, which you got to be looking forward to. Kenny. Kenny. Yeah. Kenny. Uh, we have uh, Jason Aldean's coming. Cool. That's a big one. No, that's a big one. People have, love that. We have Jamboree in the Hills in uh, Belmont, Ohio. Whoa, have you gone to that yet? This will be my first one. I heard crazy stories about that. Yeah. We'll Lo- see. That one of- sounds scary. Yeah. We'll see if I return. That's like the Hillbilly Royal Wedding. Speaking of the Royal Wedding, Sally Wigan from Channel 4 uh, joining us right now. Hi, Sally. How are you? I didn't talk to you for 20 minutes. That's not true. And people who are just tuning in, you said I talked for 20 minutes nonstop and you did the dishes. I only talked to you for five minutes nonstop. It was not 20 minutes. Did you look up the record of our phone call? <laughs> no. Actually, did you look it up? I'm well, doing that right he's now. He's going into uh, the log. You know what? You know what? Bill, 13 minutes. It was 13 minutes. It was 13 minutes for the entire conversation. You were saying a lot, too, but we can't talk about what you were saying. You were, be, you were, you were very uh, vociferous. No, uh, I said like three things. Anyway, <laughs> and then you just you went off, and then I started doing the dishes, and you were so excited about the royal wedding. I was using that as a way to promote your appearance because of how excited you were about what went down at Westminster. Is that it, Westminster? No, that's where the no, dog no, was. It Windsor, it Windsor. It was it was Windsor, but it was St. George's Chapel, and and uh, it was it was Windsor. I think the uh, uh, the afternoon. God, I can't remember where the afternoon was. The nighttime was at Frogmore. Uh, and, and Prince Charles hosted that. But, no, it was like, I, 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 I have to admit, I taped from 4 to 7. I still haven't watched it yet. But, uh, um, 
but I got up at seven and, and I had gotten home really late. So I was tired and I cried the whole time. Okay. Now this is the question I asked you. Why were you crying at the Royal (laughs) wedding? uh, By the way, you weren't there. You were just watching the, the, the Royal wedding. Well, partly it was because I felt really bad that I hadn't had a successful marriage. And I, and so, so it was, I was more about you then. Well, no, I'm, just, I'm being funny, but, but there was an element of that. But, but, but at the same time, she was so stunningly gorgeous. He was so handsome. He loved her so much. What they are doing is not just transforming, you know, you know, Britain. It's it's transforming the world. It's, you know, it's it's about, um, you know, about changing the focus of the monarchy. His mother Diana, you know, actually began to do it, but it's um, and and that transformation is has an impact globally. When you think of the reach of what the British Empire was at the end of the 19th century. So it's, it's, I mean, I'm thinking all of that because I love history. It was, you know, it was what I studied and, and I'm such an Anglophile, shamelessly. And, and so it was just, it's what, she, I mean, she's so smart. She went to Northwestern and she made, she double majored in theater and international politics. And so she is, it's absolutely perfect for this role. And I, I don't know, it's just someone who found a woman and, and, and someone who's a feminist. And then when she came down, she came down the aisle. Half of it she did by herself, and then what I thought Baller was move. Yeah, well, but then she asked Prince Charles to walk her the rest of the way. She had she had asked him, and you know, a lot of people diss him, and I think he's a, he's a very bright man, kind of kind of different, kind of strange, and I think that that was uh, an homage to him that was really important. So, well, it's because her derelict dad couldn't get over there. I mean, that had well, a big. He, she did want him there, but he, he did have a heart attack. But, but, but some people said they, they thought that Kensington Palace should have taken better, should have been watching him more closely. So that that didn't happen. And, and that, so that, that he didn't have a heart attack? No, that he didn't get involved with that, you know, paparazzi, you know. Oh, yeah. Game. Oh, when they, they when they, they showed him reading the book, the, right, the right. images of Britain, that was hilarious. They could have managed that better. Yeah, they should have sent <laughs> yeah, somebody they over. They, they, they could have managed it. But, but, but you know what's interesting? England for the, dummies. I'm here at the Merrill Hodge Golf Classic. For, it's for the Highmark Caring Place. And, you oh. know, I'm on the board there. I Merrill love the Hodge. Caring Place. Yeah, and we have been doing this since 19, 1990. And so, God, I mean, I just turned around. Santonio Holmes is here, and, and, and Rod Woodson is here. Matt Spaeth is here, and, and, and Coach Smith is here, you know, special teams coach. And I, we sat down for breakfast, and Billy Hillgrove is sitting next to me. And he, and he said that he got up, and he and his wife were watching the royal wedding. Billy Hillgrove? No, no. Well, I think Billy was too. Billy's wife was, but no. Coach Smith was watching the royal wedding. Oh, that's just awesome. Oh, yeah. So I, you know, I captivated even our special teams coach's uh, wife. <laughs> that's but well, no, that's going to come back up too. the first touchdown we give up on a return. No, no, no. Oh, stop it. He was watching it too, and he was, then he was talking about the queen and how amazing she is for her age. So, uh, uh, and then someone said, "Does she still have her corgis?" Another one of the coaches. You know what? We're interested in this. I know, but you know, no, nobody wants to admit it. But Americans are. I thought are, she got her corgis tied way like a really long time ago. They well, yes, the last one did, but now she has dogs that are a mix of dachshund and right over her head. 
Um, Sally. I heard it. I heard it. I just didn't want to respond. See, because you're classy. Yeah. You're classy Sally Blassie. Smart move. So let me ask you this. The the royal wedding, the big to-do that it was, um, she brought her priest with her. Was it uh, Episcopalian? Is that what? uh... No, no, no. I don't know if that's hers. He's the, no, I, 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 no. She asked him, but he is, the Episcopal Church is an offshoot from the, the Church of England. It's the closest thing to the church, church, church of England, the Episcopal Church. I'm, I'm an Episcopalian, and so he is the national bishop for the Episcopal Church in the United States, and he is the bishop in Chicago, but he is the national bishop. So that's what—I I don't think that that is her church. She has become a member of the Church of England. Okay. And I think she was—I think she was confirmed or baptized in, into it, and and so uh, that was. They asked him, and I thought he was riveting. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. And so. his prayers transfer since it's the closest thing to the Church of England, right? <laughs> no, it's it. Is it is it Episcopalian all... when you only eat fish? No. No, that's a pescatarian. That's a pescatarian. Oh. That was moderately funny. Randy, moderately. I love that you're, you're giving gonna, reviews. You're going to Four out of five. Who was your favorite dress celebrity? Oh, Amal. Amal Clooney. Oh, she's Stunning. ridiculous. She, I, I'm way more interested in her than George. Yeah, she, well, she, I mean, she is a mover and a shaker. Yeah, she and gets I, stuff and, done. And that, is ex- that is exactly what uh, Meghan Markle is going to become. She's all, she already was you know appointed by the UN to a position before she you know before she met him and so uh, I think they're going to do great things together one of one of his charities it's 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 amazing it's um, I can't remember the name of it but it's in Lesotho and Botswana and uh, Malawi and it helps children with AIDS uh, get the right medications and learn to take them every day so that they can live full and productive lives isn't that amazing? It is amazing. amazing. You have high hopes for this Meghan Markle uh, person. You really think she is like a special? Well, I think they, I think the two of them together, because of of how they're seen, they are transforming not just the, mar- the the monarchy, but what service means and 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 what kind of service. So, I know I'm making this very serious in your show. No, I want to know about no, it. I, I, I have the real way, questions. By the way. Michael Keaton talks like that all the time. I didn't see anything different. He had a lisp? No, he always sometimes talks like that. Not sometimes. I didn't think he sounded different. He had a lisp. Well, I, you know, I, I like him very much. Yeah, this was, not, we, this was not anti-Michael Keaton. It was n- no, I know not that. At all. I just was saying that. I Merely pointing out that they were Adidas Stan Smiths. But classic. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't hear it. I didn't. But I have to tell you. Sound like there's a yeah. bag of snakes loose. What are you talking about? <laughs> Anyway, um, maybe he ate um, Skittles right before he he went on stage. I just had some real coffee this morning, so I can't shut up. <laughs> oh, that's right. You very rarely get the high test stuff anymore, do you? Um, Can you answer me a question, Sally? Yes, dear. Why, why do they like? How do they hand out the names? Like you know how they've been named the Duke, the and, Duchess. Duke and Duchess of Sussex. How, how did they get that uh, that name? I'm not sure. I know that. I, I I mean, I've read it, and I can't remember. Um, it, it, it follows uh, tradition. Um, it, it, it's 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 he, he's awarded that. Uh, 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 I've been to 
Sussex, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know why. Mm. I don't know. I don't know why. Were you, know you with Meryl? You know what? I can't. I can't answer that. Can't answer that. How about the significance of him bringing a a person of color into the royal family? Um, I think that's hugely significant. But to him, it didn't matter. It was he just fell in love with her, and uh, um, I think. Um, you think he got some pushback though when he first started dating her? Oh, don't you remember what happened? No, they were very quiet about their their relationship. It had not gotten out. They had been very careful about that, and then it got out. And and you know how social media is, especially Twitter. And there were these vicious attacks, and he went nuts. And that's when Kensington Palace came out with a statement. And he called on everyone to stop this, that it was wrong and it was hurtful and it, not hurtful. And it was, this was, and it was, it was, it was, you know what? It was like her champion, you know, not, not that she needs to be rescued, but he, he was very forceful. You can find it online, the statement that Kensington Palace, and that made the relationship official. It had not, they'd not, they tried to keep it quiet, but people were being really racist. So now he's been able to, with his brother, sort of instill this sense of philanthropy in the mission of the royal family that his mother passed down. And that is largely the function of the royal family now in the British hierarchy. It, it actually always has been since, since Queen Elizabeth became, became queen when she was only 21, right at the end of the war. Now she was gorgeous. <clears throat> she was, yeah. and she was also very brave. And, and, um, but that's always, that has been the function now, but it's been more quiet. Now it's not quiet. And, and, uh, and, and, and now the monarchy is accessible and she's very much into that. I think she's very happy about that. And so, um, it's, it's, it's interesting to see how people can change and transform with the times, no matter what age. Sally, congratulations on your huge award. This past weekend, you were dubbed a, uh, a history maker by the Heinz History Center. Yes, the Heinz History Center. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm humbled, humbled. I don't deserve it. Uh, it's, not about a te- it's not a television. It wasn't a television cast. Yes, much like what we were talking about, this was about your philanthropic work. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's about community. And uh, um, I was just, it was so much fun. It was Steve Blass was inducted, the Howard mm-hmm. Hanna family, Jay App, the astronaut, who's now at CMU, and uh, uh, Elaine Arrington, who was a, a famous professor at the University of Pittsburgh. And it's uh, uh, an august group. Um, um, so it was, uh, um, it was really, it was, it was very special and I wish you guys had been there, but well, I wish we'd have been invited in there too. You were invited. (laughs) Piece of poop. Oh, did I say that? (laughs) Piece of poop. Are you considered to be the Duchess of Aspinwall now? No, I don't live in Aspinwall. (sighs) I know. I was just. Taking the neighborhood next to the neighborhood you live in. So. <laughs> he was trying to. He was trying to. <laughs> trying to save you. He was trying to make you a little more regular. <laughs> he was trying to. Trying to make you less foo foo. You're the Duchess of Waterworks Mall. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I am. No, yes, no, no. Duchess of the old dingbats. <laughs> God, I don't remember dingbats. No, I used to hang out at Cappy's and Shady Side. Let's say I'm the Duchess of Cappy. You're the Queen of that Cappy's. Was- that was a long time ago when I was I was I was a really screwed up person. By the way, yep. I I just retweeted Missy Matthews' tweet uh, uh, with the picture of you and she uh, at the uh, award ceremony. You looked lovely. 
Well, she looks lovely. She's stunning. And I just, I, I even said in my speech, I said, Missy, please don't have that baby now because I don't think there's anybody here sober enough to deliver it. I, <laughs> oh, everyone's getting loaded down the Heinz Center, huh? Oh, my God. Well, no, no. This was at the Westin. Oh, the Westin. Yeah, it was, it was at the Westin, but it's the Heinz History Center, which is part of the Smithsonian. I, th- I don't think people realize that our History Center has become, become nationally recognized. That's cool. And yeah, and, and, and parts of the Apollo 11 mission that went to the moon are going to be coming to the Heinz History Center. Very cool. Was Chewbacca yeah. there? No, no. No. He was everywhere I this weekend. Well, actually, there's some people probably masquerading as Chewbacca. Well, congratulations on yet uh, another yeah, award. Well deserved. And thanks for all you do for Pittsburgh, Sally. You're the best. No, you guys do so much for Pittsburgh. You really do. You're I right. mean, all of the work you do with children, and and uh, you are an example of what. Oh, stop you know. it, dude! I was kidding. We're in this it for is the your, accolades. This is your like moment. You. Thank you. It's nice. I, all right. I mean, I just you know when I get an award, I always say, "What took so long?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and you make sure Sally's invited to the yeah, ceremony, and I always try right. to invite Sally. Exactly. Best Obviously, that wasn't extended to us. Thanks for your review of the royal wedding, Sally. Please say hi to Meryl and the and the fellas out there and everyone I at the caring place. All right. I will do that. Okay. All See right. ya. Love you, Sally. Bye, Bye, Sally. I gotta tell you, the new movie that's coming out this summer called The Happy Time Murders with Melissa McCarthy and Maya Rudolph and Joel what's his name from Community? Austin. <laughs> Mikhail. I'm pretty sure yes. Reverend Joel Austin. It's like an X rated Muppet. And real-life movie combined. That's going to be one of two extremes. Really, really good. Really good. Or really, really bad. Or really, really not so good. I think Um, it it looks funny. The trailer is really funny. It it is definitely R-rated, no doubt about it. But we were just watching it uh, before or during that commercial break. And (laughs) for Muppets, it's pretty damn graphic. Jim Henson. I'd say Jim Henson is rolling in his grave. (laughs) No way he wanted this to happen. And I don't know if it's actually the Muppets or if it's just puppets, but it's from the director of Muppet movies. Okay. I think it's just puppets. I didn't see any puppets I recognized in the trailer. Right. It wasn't like uh, Kermit. Kermit Luke Bryan. Right. Uh, I I, I don't know. Elmo wasn't getting uh, his head blown off. Um, But yeah, The Happy Time Murders. Supposed to be out later this summer. Which Melissa McCarthy's going to have like three movies this summer. Someone tickled Elmo to death. The Golden Knights of Las Vegas, in their first year in existence, are going to the Stanley Cup final. They beat Winnipeg 2-1 to in Game 5. They won the series 4-1, to 12-3 throughout the postseason to this point. They are four wins away from Marc-Andre Fleury and company winning his third in a row and uh, their first ever in their first year of existence. It's incredible. I don't know how you could not be rooting for this team. Right. Ryan Reeves with the game-winning goal. In the second period, Flurry stopped 31 of 32 shots. The Eastern Conference Final, Washington and Tampa face off game six tonight. Tampa Bay winning Saturday 3 to 2. That was their third consecutive victory after going up or going down rather 0 2 to start that series against Ovi and the Caps. The puck drops at 8 o'clock for that tonight. Uh, the Pirates lost to the Padres 8 to 5 yesterday. They dropped three out of four against the Padres. They go from first to fourth. They're 26 and 20 right now, 17,000 in attendance yesterday afternoon. Austin Meadows hit his first career major league danger. A 420-foot shot to right center. Trevor Williams, no decision. He had six innings, struck out five, allowed four. 
on four hits. Felipe Vasquez got murdered in the ninth. He allowed four runs on four hits. That lost the game for the Buccos. They're off today. They go to Cincinnati. Jameson Tyon, Chad Cool, and Yvonne Novin, the starts in that series. And then the Cards and the Cubs will be coming to PNC Park. And that will really be the uh, the true test of whether the fans are going to come back or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, according, Should be great yeah, weather. In horse racing, Justify winning the Preakness. He will compete for the Triple Crown at Belmont, June 9th. Bob Baffert can become the first trainer in history with two Triple triple Crown winners in less than five years. American Pharaoh winning in 2015 before that. So, there you go. That's a pretty big deal. I think he's probably got some money. I had 157 boxed, which means the one horse, the five horse, and the seven horse. Any win, place, or show combination, I would have won. I got one out of three. And that didn't win. No, that did not win. And I was screaming at the TV like an idiot, like I knew what I was doing. Every year when I bet on horses, I have to ha- be reminded on how to bet on horses. How do you bet on horses? I don't really know yet. Okay. Uh, I was hoping you were going to take us through yeah. that. <laughs> well, I kind of just did. The one, five, seven were the, the one horse, the five horse, and the seven horse. Okay. And then it, I boxed Why it. did you pick those? I just nodded when you said 157. I, I, and I picked was like, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 157 right. boxed. Mm-hmm. I yeah. called my brother and I said, What are you going to bet on? And I was just going to bet his bet and he didn't get back to me in time. And then I asked a friend of mine, I'm like, What are you taking? And he told me 157. So I'm like, All right, I'll just I'll yell at the TV with you. you know? I got into it this year more than I have in years past because I did Lexington, Kentucky like the week before the Derby and everybody was, it's all they talked about. And there were, you know, we were pretty close to uh, a track down there, right? And everybody's all about the horses down in Kentucky. So you're into it. I don't get the Derby. I don't get it. You mean as an event, like, uh, yeah. like why would you want to go and waste all that time drinking yeah. and getting loaded just to see a two minute horse race? Yes. Well, there's a lot of undercard races as well. Okay. It's a full day of racing. See, I'm very ignorant to the whole horse racing thing. I don't know anything about it. And I was learning about, oh, it's going to be a slop track, and that favors this horse over that horse because this horse is never really running the weather, and this horse is only, like, they're only a certain age, right? You have to race them in their first two years or something? We should have kept Sally Wigan on. She would have really been she probably the person knows to this ask stuff. about all this stuff. She's good with horses. Uh, so there you go. Justify looking to get the Triple Crown. Quick break. We'll be right back, but I want to remind you that we have... Ex- Banded the DVE Comedy Festival and added a third show. The first two sold out, so we added Doug Benson's Doug Loves Movies podcast, which will be performed live Saturday, June 30th at 4.20 p.m. at the Rex Theater. If you've not heard Doug Loves Movies, the podcast, it is a super fun podcast, which he invites his uh, comedian friends on board, they talk about the movies they love. There's all kind. Of, it's like a game show. Mm-hmm. The it's a big audience participation thing. We talked with Doug about it last week uh, when he joined us Friday here on the show. Get your tickets now for Doug Benson's Doug Loves Movies podcast at dve.com. It is the DVE Morning Show, and uh, Gabby Barrett tonight finds out whether or not she is the next American Idol from Monhall. With parents who busted their ass, you got to be happy for her. Now, I haven't watched really any full episodes. I've watched a lot of her no. performances. Rooting for her, voting for her. I just liked it when she came back. She went to Fiori's and Permanis. Like, Ruined me with fries. <laughs> Ruined me with fries. By the way, they got to put that on the menu, don't you think? Yes. Just, yeah. It should just be called Ruin Me With Fries. The Life Ruiner. 
<laughs> and it's just a, a five-gallon drum of fries. They should serve it with a side. Of, you should be able to get a, a Canadian club on the side yeah. there. Mm-hmm. A little CC. Steve Perry was really impressed with Gabby's performance of his tune. It's the most amazing version I've ever heard. I swear it was beautiful. Oh. Just beautiful. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. It's Thank an you. honor to sing it in front of you. It's really Thank you so much. Ah. Oh. Can you do Wheel in the Sky? <laughs> if I get five Filipinos to back you up. <laughs> you good with that? Once again, the DVE Comedy Festival coming up last weekend in June. First show, sold out. Burt Kreischer, Sarah Tion, Rory Scovel, who's in the new Amy Schumer movie. And yes. uh, also Brad Williams, who I'm surprised isn't in the new Amy Schumer movie. Along with Bill Crawford, the secondary show on the Who's loaded definitely show not in the Amy Schumer movie. No, that's and I don't know how I wasn't no considered. I mean, if they saw any of our acting reels from Sully and Son, they had to know that we've got talent. Did you ever hear uh, me and Bill on Sullivan and Son? Let me tell you something. There's some uh, some good TV acting right there. No. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Comedy Fest is great though. She quickly. I did. Deflected from ha- having to hear. She hasn't seen our Oh, work. you're going to. Oh, I was going to play it. Oh, let's hear it. No. Oh, let's hear it. No, I don't even think we have it no. anymore. I think they wiped it out of the system. They were like, we, we don't need to hear these guys anymore. Somebody's going to get It fired. was all worth it. The first year I showed up late because I had because Steve Burns said it was fine because I had to MC Ben Roethlisberger's charity event. And so I fly in, and I'm like, is there like a dressing room, like a shower in your dressing room I can use or something? Because I'm coming off a seven-hour flight from the airport right to the studio. He's like, yeah, no problem. Turns out, no, there was not really. There was like a hose and no shampoo, uh, soap, anything like that. You used dry shampoo, and it was, which I still don't understand how that works. It made me look like Harold Ramis in Ghostbusters. Yeah, you had a lot of frizz. There's a lot of frizz going on. So that was a disaster. And the funny thing about that was this woman trying to tell us, uh, me and Bill, what people in Pittsburgh dress like. She's like, no, somebody from Pittsburgh would never wear those jeans. It's like, <laughs> I'm from Pittsburgh, and I'm currently wearing these jeans. What? How, do, where, how, did, how does she have the uh, authority? Well, I think, wardrobe. She, I think the, the studying she did, it was more like out of the furnace Pittsburgh. Right. Okay. Like we should all be in like extra large... Bib overall like overalls jeans. Overalls and... Like William Rothstein and uh, Evil Genius. Right. Either overalls or the other extreme, like acid wash Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah, you know? like more of an 80s Pittsburgh. Yeah. But then uh, I get into the makeup chair and the guy goes, you have to shave. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Do you have a razor? He's like, oh. And, he, and then I have, to, I have to dry shave. And he goes, uh. he goes are you going to put any lotion on? And I'm like, on what? And he's like, at, like on your face. And I'm like, I, do, I don't know. Do you have lotion? And he was like, no. It was such a <laughs> How do you experience. not have lotion? They Very were yelling at me to, to be out there. And I, I went out and everyone was laughing at me. Can you late. give me bangs? Yes or no? Yeah. I just wanted bangs. And that was it. Did you have to dry shave? Yes. It was. It was uh, so I had like, I just looked terrible on, on television. I didn't care. That was a super fun year. The I second, looked like I had a glass eye. So it, it didn't really matter. The second year we did it, we went out there, and it was all worth the 12-hour days of sitting around, doing nothing, just to see Bill get yelled at from the dad from one years. Because Bill took a little bit too much time 
saying his line as he walked onto the set, and Dan Loria, the dad from Wonder Years, screamed. Kevin's dad yelled at me. At really? Bill. How was that? You got to get that Scary. line out. Scary. It, it was really? terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> and we walked back out of the door of the bar, and I was kind of like giggling because I didn't know if I could laugh, so I was kind of holding it in. And thank God Steve Byrne had come around the set to where we were, and he was doubled over okay, laughing. Okay, yeah. And like, it, oh, because, I mean, poor Bill. I felt so bad for you. <laughs> it wasn't my greatest moment. It wasn't. But I really wanted to soak it in and make all, it last. All he had to do was walk through the door and say, is this Sullivan and Son? But Bill wanted to take in the whole bar to make sure. Like, is it or isn't it? Is this? It? Uh, is yeah. this? Wait a second. Is this? Hold, hold on one minute. That's how he was practicing it. He was doing yeah. the, these pretzels are making me thirsty all day. Is this? Hey guys, <laughs> uh, hold on a second. Is this? Uh, and I didn't realize that they had it blocked. So like they're walking and yeah. he got to his his marker before, before I got <laughs> so, the line out. He's sprinting so, to his place and yeah. you're halfway through your line. Yeah. They're already where they're supposed to be and Bill's still looking around quizzically. <laughs> At, at at the architecture. Is this, oh. uh, they go to commercial, come back. <laughs> is this, uh, I don't remember, hold on, one minute. Voltage ceiling. You know what? In Pittsburgh this? overall jeans. Yeah, so th- th- we weren't uh, the best of actors, but we weren't the worst. We weren't the worst actors on that show, I can tell you that much. Nope. We were pretty good. Put any I want to remind there. you, uh, year one, big laugh. Huge laugh. I got a huge laugh. Yeah? Big, big laugh. And the director was the director from uh, Big Bang Theory. That's right. And he was very, very cool. And we had a lot of beers afterwards, and he was a lot of fun. Because that was the great thing about having a TV show set in a bar. They turned it into a bar when the show was over. They was just started pouring beers. Yeah, it was a functional bar. That's cool. Oh, it was a total blast. Um, the second year was a little more, uh, boy, that was with Caliendo. Button Cali- down. Yeah. So it was Billy Gardell and Frank Caliendo were on, and it was, but it took forever. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. I mean, it just went on and on. Television is so not as much fun to make as you would think it is. Really? Caliendo was absolutely destroying in the rehearsals. You remember? And then they kept doing it over and over and over again. And it's almost like they rehearsed the funny out of it or something. You know what I mean? Like it, I mean, it was still funny in the show, but it wasn't anywhere near. Like he was getting ovations from the crowd. But they they see the, the jokes. They see the jokes like ten times. Right. After a while, you're like, all right, that's enough. I get yeah, it. Gary can only fluff them to a certain point. <laughs> right. Exactly. And then they've just been fluffed. Indeed. Too Thank, much. Thanks to uh, KDO from Big One Zero Four Seven. Thank you for coming in to fill in for Val this morning. Awfully nice of you. Uh, also, thanks to Jason Mackey from the Post Gazette, Sally Wigan from WTAE for giving us a recap of the Royal Rumble. Billy Gardell, the aforementioned, will be on the show tomorrow, 9 o'clock, as he is every single Tuesday. Your chance to win 1000 bucks in workforce cash every hour. Another one coming up here after the break, and that goes all the way to the drive home with Sean. You text the keyword to 200-200. That's brought to you by rightcars.com. Comedy Fest tickets for the Doug Benson Doug Loves Movies podcast live show June 30th at 4.20 p.m. Available at dve.com. Get yours now. I'm finished. You stay classy, Pittsburgh. Don't touch your face. I got him dead, Pittsburgh, all day, baby. For now, you guys call me Ronald. Would you not eat my pants? Ronald. Ah! Mm-hmm.